0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Alien vs Predator Galaxy Podcast—the original Alien and Predator podcast. This is regular host Aaron Percival, aka Corporal Hicks, and joining me are usual partners in crime, Ridge Top or
1: Adam, as I am
2: in the real world. Hello again, everyone. Eric Adams, otherwise known as Xenomorphine.
1: Eric, you're usually last, buddy.
3: Am
2: I? Oh. Ah, yeah. alphabetical.
0: Alphabetical.
2: Well, I-, I usually go by A for Adams. I'm always that in the registers. Uh. I can no no we're, no, we're gonna
0: keep going it was last it was last even though it came comes before Z, X. all right <laughs> this, this, this is AJ Bischoff aka voodoo magic and this is episode 135 it's been one I've not been looking forward to to be perfectly frank what are you
1: talking about I thought you liked this
0: one I enjoy it I can't be asked for you guys is more of my problem. And this has already been put back once because you just couldn't be asked to read it. But we are talking Marvel's first complete arc of Alien, a.k.a. Bloodlines. Yes. And EJ hasn't them bagged. He's, he's going serious, guys. Bagged and boarded. Bagged and boarded. They're, they're collector's items. To be fair, I've done the same as
1: well <laughs> on these ones. Regardless of how I feel about the comic, I, I got the singles and the variants and, and all that. So I guess Marvel succeeded. <laughs>
0: So what are you telling me, Adam? Is you part of the problem? Uh,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) To be fair, I've only bagged and boarded them because of the storage boxes. Otherwise, those would absolutely destroy the the comics if they weren't neatly stacked and protected. Yeah, it loses a lot of value once the
3: corners get bent and the spines get bent. And uh, it's the best way to save these comics here.
1: Don't they have some sort of like rating scale too, where they like grade your comic mm-hmm. and like some people are like, it's not even worth it to do that or it's on a 10 point scale and it starts with mint and
3: it's, it's almost impossible to find a mint comic. You know, even if you get it directly from the manufacturer in the printing runs, there's always something that happens to the comic, but there are tens out there and then it goes from near mint, near mint and down the scales and the value goes with it.
0: It's, it's the thing with the, like all the trading cards and collectible car games and stuff like that as well. Yeah. That's become a thing. Selling slabs is what they call it because it gets put in like a plastic sealed into like a plastic frame, I guess, with the grade on the top and stuff like that. I don't know if that's the same for comics.
1: I guess in the States, it's CGC, Certified yep. Guarantee Company based out of Sarasota, Florida.
3: Yeah, they lock it in plastic. I have a few comics myself and they grade it and they also put like this little material in there. To absorb moisture keeps the comic pristine. So and collectors can trust it because you know when you sell these comics online, it's very hard to trust the the seller to actually grade it accurately. But once you have a reputable company like CGC grading it, then you know as a buyer that the the comic is gonna come in the condition advertised. And it's really the the best way to buy your comics if you're concerned about high grades.
0: I suppose if you're collecting them, because you're not going to be cracking these things open, are you, if you're you're a reader?
3: Right, you can't crack them open without basically breaking its casing, and then it's got to be regraded again. But, you know, I'm excited about Alien Bloodlines, because I don't think I'm going to have to do much work here. I'm just here to eat my (laughs) popcorn and listen to Adam go off on the artwork. So this should be an easy podcast for me. I'm not going to go too
1: wild here, so...
0: It's going to be the highlight of the episode.
1: (laughs) But it is something that I'm sure we're going to talk about.
0: No doubt. And uh, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to start this one off. Creative team is Philip Kennedy Johnson, Salvador LaRocco on art, and uh, Guru EFX on colors. And I've been saying for a long time, I felt really bad for Philip Kennedy Johnson, because I actually really like the story of these comics. I really like Philip in general until something recently, which we'll talk about, but you know, in, in the interviews and stuff I've heard with him, I, I thought, you know, he got his head screwed on really well. Sounded like he really understood the series and stuff like that and what he was doing in it. I was enjoying, but then with this run, I feel like on our little corner of the internet, the artwork has really overshadowed everything else. Like, if you look at if you look at all the, the mainstream places, this thing is getting absolute raves. People seem to love this on the general stuff. But, you know, on, on our boards and on some of the Facebook groups, the art just overshadows everything in this. And it, it, it is an absolute shame because there's a lot going on in here that I really like. And it makes me feel bad for Philip. But then again, on Twitter recently, when somebody brought up the artwork and Philip gave a um, you-go-do-one-yourself response to the criticisms of the artwork, I did sort of like, ooh, you could have handled that better kind of response. But yeah, in general, I'm I'm always more interested in the story that's going off. That's that's who I've been. I've always been more interested in the narrative. And there's a lot in here that I quite like in terms of what's going on. You know, this character who doesn't think he's the bad guy, doesn't think he's working for the bad guy until he realises it is. The whole aspect of the nightmares and everything, the connection between Hosting alien and stuff like that. That's all stuff I find really interesting and, and, and I'm really taken by. But then, yeah, we just get to this lifeless, <laughs> lifeless artwork and some of this horrendously distracting trace stuff, photographed or Photoshop filtered alien figures and environment and environments. Yeah. And vehicles. You see, that's something else that needs to be talked about as well, because I think you purposefully wind yourself up there. But we'll obviously get into it. So it's, it's a hard one to really talk about. It is a visual medium. There is no fucking denying that. It is a visual medium as much as it is still a narrative medium. And when the controversy to the art and some noticeably pulling you out of the moment bits in the art distract you from the experience, it's, it's, it's a bit of a shame. And um, By a bit of a shame, I mean it's a fucking bummer. But I think as it stands, even with LaRocco's art, I'd go for a six. Six out of ten. And that is with LaRocco's art pulling it down. All right.
3: Aliens, Volume 1, Bloodlines. Like, in the beginning, I was concerned, right? Concerned yet excited when the Alien license went to Marvel Comics. Concerned over the Disneyfication of the brand, the possible sanitizing of Alien. But still excited over an actual ongoing series versus a limited issue run, something we typically get from Dark Horse. But... If I only knew, my biggest concern should have been simply staying awake during this borderline boring-to-competent six-issue story arc. Thank you, Caffeine. Yeah, guys, Alien Bloodlines, I'm not a fan. The setup was interesting, and I, I really liked that first Issue, and I think there's a great story to be told there between a father, you know, that Wayland yutani company man who's had the wool pulled over his eyes, and a son who's joined an unlawful and violent group to apparently combat, you know, the evil corporation and its corrupt ways. But it all becomes a slog to me when their worlds collide and the, uh, the son and the conspirators attack the base the father was previously stationed at. Aliens are released and mayhem ensues. And thankfully, there's lots of gore to be seen. So it appears Marvel didn't soften the world. But the pacing to me was poor. The dialogue and characters' actions were often unbelievable, as well as the action sequences. And I'm not saying all of Philip Kennedy Johnson's writing was bad. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just most of the time to me, it was spectacularly mediocre. And that also goes for the art of Salvador LaRoca. Putting the tracing aside, and you know we'll be getting into that, while his art can sometimes feel photorealistic and can appear, as a result, cinematic in some ways, his art is just too static, where scenes of action look more like a character posing, you know, in action. An action shot, rather than a character actually appearing in motion. You know, there's a lack of fluidity to it that can be very distracting to the reader. And I think this is due to an overabundance of reference model tracing. So when we put this all together, it's fine. Putting the art controversy aside a moment, it's not offensive. It's just mediocre. Do I think the story could have been better paced if it was streamlined into five issues instead of six? Yes. Do I think the art could have served the action better if LaRocca relied more on his artistic skills than reference models? Yes. Can some people find enjoyment in these comics? I guess, sure. But it's really not for me,
0: and I
3: can't recommend it. So it gets a 5 out of 10.
0: That still sounds too high for a don't read this. I don't get your guys' scoring. I really don't.
1: Maybe it's just the US grading system, because 5 out of 10 is a failure. Like fifty yes. percent is a fail. C seventy percent. Yeah, but that that average. implies
0: that implies there's still like there's half goodness in it. it yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it's no, it's ju- it's just levels of how terrible it is after that.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> anything below a six <laughs> is a failure. Six is a passing grade, right? Sixty percent, just barely
1: passing. Yeah, yeah, and, then and five it, would be failure, and then one to four is like how bad of a failure it is.
2: Yeah, I'm with Adam.
1: I, I still, I still, I, I can't. Yeah, it makes no sense. I think
2: it's a British American thing. Yeah.
1: I yeah, guess you guys have a bit of a different grading system, I think, yeah. in your schools.
3: And you guys sound differently, too,
1: with your accent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just a little.
0: <laughs> okay. Er- Eric, come on. Yes. <laughs> Combat come that fucking American. Give, give, give,
2: give some proper scores. As has been said, it's being a comic, you really cannot separate the visual side from the narrative side. I will say, as like, if you're a casual person, you're just flipping through it there. There are definitely with the covers and all that. There's some nice image composition. There's, it looks good. The problem always, and this is me looking at forums as well. When people point it out to people to say, Oh, I love the look at this. And then people point out the extent to which it has been traced. Then they start to realize, you know, the man behind the curtain and you start to go, this happened with dark horse. Definitely. Adam has shown a lot of where it's happening dark horse They are not innocent. But there's a whole lot of it in here. And because of that, even right down to image composition itself, and that harms otherwise standout pieces, which should be like the money shot. But yet, like, there's one where there's a lot of aliens there, and there's this big new type of alien there, and it's all like a blue lit shot, and they're all sort of going down this hallway. And there's gas on the floor, and you realize this gas on the floor is to hide the fact that if the gas wasn't there, their legs would literally be going through the grating, and you realize it's because. It's been traced from action figures to the point where you can actually see the articulation in the joints. That is not good. And because of that, my score automatically goes down. And my score is actually in danger of going negative. On the other hand, I have to all dislike with Alien 3, where I have to think to myself, it's got poor special effects. It's got things like the magical teleporting egg. But there are those moments which elevate Alien 3. There are moments in this where the writing sort of it outshines the tracing, it outshines the otherwise piss poor job, which a company like Marvel not only could but should be doing better than. It starts out beautifully. There's this whole sort of allegory about he doesn't say it, but it's this very poetic allegory to do with face huggers and penetration and wrapping around the skull. I love that poetic turn of phrase that's being amplified there it starts out so great unfortunately if i had to encapsulate this it's a kind of like a basically a doesn't matter it's father and son it could be mother and daughter it's a parent and child story where about half the way through or so it focuses heavily on this father's guilt and he's got this really thing about he's got to save his son at all costs but because i don't give a damn about the son i don't find that compelling And it just, it loses me. There are some points in the narrative where they try and make it their own thing, like the whole bond with a host thing. And I'm thinking, but Ripley, I didn't have that in Resurrection. And things like that, where I'm thinking that, Clashes, And they're trying to make the alien into this big ancient cosmic thing of that. That's the thing that gates keep you from being part. It's traveling the stars. It's man's arrogance. I'm thinking man has already traveled. You hardly ever find aliens. So clearly it's not. But they're trying to make out it's that. I like that they're playing, or at least it seems, they're playing around with that whole um, thing in Alien Resurrection where some of the synthetics are becoming autonomous. And I'm wondering, are they trying to play with that storyline? I don't know. But it seemed that's what they're trying to do. But the trouble I had with it was, if you cast your mind back to this War of the Worlds that was done with Tom Cruise... That had a similar problem. He was trying to make amends. He was trying to bond with his son, but his son was such a little shit that he he was literally trying to go over the top of the hill to where all everything was exploding. And at some point you've got to say, he's made his bed. Let him lie in it. He's acting stupid. This doesn't make sense. I don't want you to save him. Leave him. It doesn't matter. And there's stupid things that happen. And because this main character's he's been driven by this, driven by something I don't care about it makes me go. And yet there are little points like they have Bishop in it and they do some interesting things with Bishop. Like they play around with his thing about my, I cannot by action or omission of action, allow a human to be harmed. That comes into the story. I like that. So there are points where the narrative, the writing outshines what is ultimately when you realize what's going on with the art, it outshines that. But at the end of the day, it's an average between the two, so I think, like Aaron, I'll we'll get six out of ten as a whole. And and totally, just before Adam goes,
0: Ripley was different.
2: Remember, she was part of that. Yeah, I know she should have had more of a bond than this. Well, guy. She, didn't have the genetic she did. Memory she,
0: thing, she, she, but... she had a huge thing. Yeah. Going on. and
2: yet she wasn't having this. I know what the Queen. The Queen. The queen. she only realised the Queen was going through a particular moment of anguish, and aside from that, there wasn't. What should have happened here was they should have gone with Kane, where he couldn't remember what was going on when he was unconscious. And here he's saying, yeah, when I was unconscious, I've had these dreams which clearly are copied from Slither, where the girl bonds with the alien parasite and she's seen all these sights of the aliens taking over other worlds. That's what I'm sure it's copied from. Kane never had any of that gun. It's
0: slightly on. different though, isn't it? Because it's not necessarily him having it while he's infected, it's the aftermath.
2: Yes, when he had the face he said when he had the face saga, that's what he was seeing. No, that's what he sees that's
0: what he sees in his dreams. We'll get
1: into this a bit more, too. But even his friend, his friend who was just face hugged, like immediately says, oh, she's looking for you. So his friend had the same hallucinations as he was being face hugged. Uh, Yeah,
0: that's true. I
2: see what they're trying. It does make it if this was a new franchise that would give it a, oh, it's layered. But because it's happened in the films already, it contradicts it.
0: I mean, we'll, we'll get into that one. Adam, go on and fucking okay. bum, bum us all out. Have you have you got your eight slides ready with your PowerPoint presentation? No, no,
1: I'm just I'm just going off the cuff here. So usually with the comics in the past, I had waited until the paperbacks had come out because I, I like reading it as one story. When I was growing up, a lot of the Alien comics had already come out by the time I had gotten into the fandom, so I liked reading them as graphic novels. But I wasn't going to do that here because this seemed like an event. Like, this is a big transition from Dark Horse to Marvel, and I want to see how this goes, and I want to read it. Like, yeah, sometimes in the past I'd read them by singles, but this time I was going to to do it with these new comics as well. And, you know, even even though for our listeners, I am wearing a Dark Horse shirt right now to be cheeky. And I see you're wearing a shirt this time too, AJ. So props on that. But I, you know, I was not, I was not against this merger. Like I knew it was going to happen. We all kind of knew that this was going to happen with the Marvel taking over the comics. You know, Dark Horse's days were numbered and it was bittersweet. I was excited about where it would go with the comics with Marvel. And honestly, I still am. I still am. You know, it's the early days with Marvel. I'm not writing it off. I'm not like, oh, Disney's totally ruined this or whatever. Like, no. But Dark Horse, they did some really great comics with the series. They had some really great hits with the series. And there were moments where you could tell, like, they really got Alien. In terms of the, the teams that, that were on it. So with getting into this first, you know, Marvel arc now, it was quite disappointing. It was not the launch that I wanted. Now we first got our red flag with the Greg Land thing and the cover of the omnibus, the mass market cover. And we got nervous about what we would see happen with the art for this arc. And it seems that our fears were unfortunately found it. Now, while Salvador Roca is not quite as offensive, I think, with what he does as Greg Land, these aliens are not done well. And yes, it has become a bit of a weird hobby of mine, Aaron, to see where I can find this. But yeah, you take some of these shots of aliens and you put them into Photoshop and they just match up exactly with NECA promotional pictures. And that doesn't happen when you're just free handing. That happens when you're copying and pasting and throwing it into Photoshop. And with comics, the story is so directly tied to the art and the art affects how the story is for a reader how it flows the pacing so with the art having the problems that it does not just with the aliens but with inconsistencies the space station they have multiple establishing shots of the space station where it changes its design entirely from one scene
0: to another the first issue is terrible at that isn't it I mean the first time you see it it looks kind of like Gateway then the second time it's just like some indecipherable mashup of things yeah. and then the third time it seems like LaRocca's actually like settled on a design
1: from the movie Pandora or whatever like it changes its design Multiple times. It was three three times in the first issue and then they sat yeah. on the design, yeah. And even the dropship, I looked up CG dropship model, and it was one of the first things to pop up. So it's like, okay, like I miss those older days in the comics where the artists would work with designers, and maybe the deadlines now are so different. Again, like I know the deadlines are crushing in this industry, and they've only gotten worse. So you can only put so much blame on the artist. But other artists seem to not do this. But then again, even comics we've liked, Aaron, like Thicker Than Blood, I found like they had a Predator ship that matched up exactly in Photoshop. But it's like there are degrees of offense here.
0: I mean, we've got to the point now where you deliberately go out and f- try and find what stuff is from. You don't even recognise it and you go, it's got to be from something, so I'm going to go find it. And fuck, and yeah. it is. It is. And we didn't have that with Dark Horse, did we? The first time I ever noticed it was Fire and Stone Aliens. With the yeah. screenshot, that is that is the only time that he's ever been. I
1: recognize that. Even going back and looking at it, Patrick Reynolds, at least he took his own pictures of his toys. They may have looked like figures, but he still had a great understanding of composition and a great understanding of perspective. And LaRocca just doesn't, or, or he's, you know can't be bothered to anymore because I've looked at his older stuff with X-Men comics, and he clearly can draw or at least he could at one point, like he has the skill there. But you look at his recent comics, even Star Wars, like straight up just altered cells from the film. And there's even more egregious things too. Like it, it was pretty much shown that he stole someone's fan art from DeviantArt, Art and the watermark was in a Doctor Doom comic that he worked on. Like that. that's when it's like, okay, this is actually wrong. This is not just like not great art. This is actually like copyright infringement wrong now i don't it's know if that's in this in this comic but it just goes to show that the main problem was the aliens and i think he's lucky he had the colorist that he did and, and even in the past he made some pretty bad comments about colors he worked with before i don't know if you guys saw that but with this comic he was very lucky to have guru effects because i think the colors were were great in the series. My main problem was the perspective issues. The space station did not have a sense of cohesion, either in the interior or the exterior. The aliens themselves, like we saw this in the first preview, we saw the comic, like that big money shot of the aliens, which just looked like a pile of toys with the Giger
0: lady in the center. And and then dead space as well on the right hand side.
1: Right. Just a bunch of empty space. Yeah. And, and uh, ripped Hive production shot in the back.
0: You've got what? Requiem's yeah. hive there, the overhang from aliens there, you know, that forced perspective model. And then these obvious fucking t- look at that fucker.
2: The the problem with that is an image composition. That's what they call in a bit, it's weighted too much over to one side and they it's just clustered. And then it's like, We need a bit we're gonna make this into a big page now. And you've got, oh, okay then. And you just done a bit of background just to And that's a problem in composition.
1: So I know I've really been ragging on on the art. And if you want to see more of my ranting about it, I did post a big like comparison shot on Twitter showing how just how heavily referenced this comic can be. But in terms of the story, you know, I thought Philip Kennedy Johnson, he did fine. There were things that really intrigued me. The story kind of had me until the last issue. I think at the end, the payoffs to some of the setups were very like, "Eh, I don't know about that. And like you were saying, AJ, some of the characters just did really nonsensical decisions. And I feel like the comic had its moments where it tried too hard to be edgy, where it was like, we're not Disney-fied, guys. We can be violent. And it just came across as kind of juvenile. The cast. Yeah, exactly. So the story was fine. You know, it was far from the worst alien comic story we've, we've gotten, far from the best. It was just kind of average for me. The problem was the art brings it down so much for me. And alien art, like fan art, was one of the first things that got me into the fandom. And you look at the fan art and how good some of it is. And that's why I was just so shocked when it's like, you guys are Marvel. Why are you using artists like this? There's so many artists that are passionate about alien that are looking for
0: work right now that could do the alien so well. Or even the old artists. Give, give yeah, us fucking Tristan. Exactly. Just bring Tristan back. I don't think he'd ever meet Marvel's deadline. So that's typically. true, because
1: that was that was the issue in Defiance, wasn't it? Yeah. So I, I feel like but again, quality quality work takes time. So that's something the industry should maybe re examine a little bit. But I just feel like the the art hurt this comic so much. And if I'm gonna look at aliens and comics, I'm gonna wanna see an artist's take on them. You know, they don't have to be something wildly different, but at least like even in Thicker Than Blood, that was obviously Stompy the artist was using for reference. But there was never a time in that comic where I was like, yeah, that was just traced over like Stompy promo shot. You know, the artist did his own thing with it. So unfortunately, this is like a four for me. This was not the launch that I was I was hoping for. But I'm going to see how it goes with the, the second art starting it has a totally different story. I just think they really need a new artist. And it's a shame. It's disappointing for me as as a fan, because I was all rooting for Marvel. And I still am. I still want them to to take this and run off with it and give us more stories with more creative teams, more diversity in the series like they did with Star Wars. I feel like Star Wars I was never really into those comics, but I remember hearing like they had a bit of a rough start too in that initial transition from Dark Horse to Marvel, and then they kind of came into their own. So I'm hoping the same thing happens here. I'm hoping we get some of those higher quality artists on this.
0: But Loroka isn't right for this series, in my opinion. I don't think you should be doing comics full stop with some of the, the quality of what we're seeing. And though we're not gonna talk about it much, you know, we're still seeing in issue seven those perspective issues where it's obviously a traced figure yeah slap, slapped on top of some other artwork that money shot at the end of sevens just atrocious as well.
3: That's where he really suffers. I mean, I was fine with the first issue with all those dialogue scenes, because the, when the characters look a little more static, especially in the quieter moments, you expect them to look static. But it was the action moments at the time that uh, really didn't have that fluid movement. You can tell it was just a traced pose that, you know, it was supposed to be dynamic, but it wasn't. So when, if he's doing action comics or action scenes, that's where his, his style becomes his greatest fault, I think.
0: I think there is some nice moments in this from Larroca and the alien. I think the um, the Alpha's money shot at the end of four. I think is nice. I think it looks good. I mean, it's obviously based on. It's the Hot Toys AVP Warrior with
1: like a crest put on it,
0: which I think looks really nice at that particular shot. But then you also have the worst one for me. Worst two, sorry for me, is when Bishop gets attacked and it looks like the alien's hand yes. is just going through Bishop's skull. And then there's one later where there's an alien attacking the other marine guy. I can't remember his name. And it's like standing sideways on the wall. Yeah. And it, it basically looks like Loroco has gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the perspective is completely off.
3: Guys, you need to see on YouTube what Aaron's doing here. He's
1: posing action figures. Yeah, <laughs> holding up two figures. The alien is horizontal, and the, the
0: it's 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 the hands that look really bad in that shot because it's not like the alien's actually trying to grab because the, the toys guy. don't have because the toy fingers. doesn't yeah, yeah, exactly. He's just traced the fingers of the alien like this, you know, just holding it up, and it looks so
2: bad. And so you think bad. he'd just do it up to the hand and then do his own hand. Well, apparently that's too hard work. The worst offending aspect of that is that it harms the writing. Like there's that shot that you can tell the writer, Kennedy, wanted to be this big, oh my God thing, because he's literally got a character saying it took his ribs out. And you're just seen this alien sort of like Godzilla size that's meant to be by the human. And I was having trouble, it's like his ribs, his that's entire rib cage, and it issues, looks like, yeah. like it's as big as his fingers. And you know like, what? Is that meant to be his ribs? What? What's going on here?
0: And, and then he's still talking, alive. And, yes. and then he starts
2: ripping. Taken away for the heart of those still alive. It's but that's to the that's where it harms the. It's not just the writing rises out. That's a point where the writer was he's given them a script. The writer's written. It, he's like, yes, this is going to be a horror. Type of, but the writing, the art, destroys the impact it would have otherwise had.
3: But Eric, to be fair, I mean, the guy's rib cage is ripped out and he's and he's lifting a it's gun just, and God. saving the day. Yeah. And he shouldn't have been able to physically do that. And, and you wonder if that's nope. in the script. Yes. Columbia Marine gets his rib cage ripped out. He shoots, you know, I mean, he seems to be a more successful shooter than the the other one that wasn't hurt, you know. But we shot you. <laughs>
2: That's the other thing. They keep shooting the alien, and it's like the alien isn't harmed. I thought, oh, it's going to be a plot point. Something has been happening with the experiments on the station. They've somehow made them invulnerable to pulse. And um, haven't. What was going yeah, on? The there? alien
1: literally walks up to the soldier and the soldier's like, but we shot you. And then the one that has his ribs ripped out, shoots it in the back.
3: But if you look at those shots, gentlemen, he's shooting the alien in the shoulders. He shoots the left shoulder. He shoots the right shoulder based on the artwork. And then he says, we shot you, man. Not fair, you know, and stop shooting. <laughs> Guess what? You reload and you shoot again. But for some reason, is that the writing? Did, did Phillips say Colonial Marines shoot shoulders of Alien? Yeah. Or is that the way that LaRue Did something
2: put? get deleted? We don't know.
0: I think yeah. that's actually the worst part of writing in the comic for me. Is, no, that, awful. is, is that moment in that exchange. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. It's not realistic. And these guys have gone against
3: different types of aliens before, uh, lowercase alien, right? Different types of
0: bugs and so forth. That's the implication, yeah.
3: Yeah, and you think you they generally wouldn't clam up after shooting a few rounds, especially at their shoulders. They would keep firing and keep trying to down it. For him to stop and have this dialogue with the Xenomorph as he's going to kill him slowly it is so unrealistic. And this, I think, goes on Philip. I guess he's trying for a Bill Paxton kind of, you know. It felt video gaming.
0: That guy is very obviously Nekka's Hudson figure. The way the helmet sits on his head <laughs> in the artwork <laughs> is the way that it sits on the head in, of the Hudson figure and some of the expressions are exactly the same as well. So, uh, yeah, he is, he is definitely the Hudson of, of yeah. the comic series. And I think I can't think of many people to successfully replicate a Hudson-esque character because it's just it's too hard. It's too iconic. And so much of that is down to Bill, not necessarily the writing. So, yeah, I struggled. I, I struggled with him. You do have to apply some logic to it, though, because
3: you can never imagine Hudson just sitting there as an alien's coming closer. It's not, it's fair, not fair, man. I shot you. This, this feels like <laughs> when I was a little kid, you know, we would play, you know, Cops and Robbers, right? And you'd have your fake toy guns and you'd be like, you know, no fair, man, I shot you. You're, you know, you're down. Mm-hmm. Or playing tag. I tagged you, man. I can't take this writing seriously when there's moments like this. It's like, Philip, I'm sorry, but you're to blame if this is your script. This is not a Hudson moment. This is a stupid moment.
2: It wasn't exactly Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, can't, can't argue there. But
0: like I said, I think it's the worst moment in the comic in terms of writing. But I don't think it happens enough to really be something that marks anything down for me in this one. Although I, I, though I do agree the kid's annoying. I think there were some other moments that were kind of like, wait, what? Like, the whole
1: Iris thing, it's like, you know who she is? You know she's this terrorist who's taking your son, but you're just going to, oh, let's stop pretending. We don't know each other now, even though, like, this other soldier almost gave you a gun before. I'm like, really? Like, you wouldn't just, like, interrogate her right then and there? They didn't
0: like, know she was a terrorist, though, only that there was something to do with the son. Well, I I figured he would have been
1: briefed by his you know former boss when he came to his home earlier about that because he watched all the footage uh,
0: th- th- this is one of those things where we're like companies are a lot stupider than you think they would be in real life <laughs> i don't know iris if, if we're moving to iris here uh, there was a lot of aspects of iris
3: the quote-unquote free synthetic that left me confused and maybe you gentlemen can help me with them oh she left me confused to Number one, I want to ask, how did she die? Because Bishop hit her with the butt of a plasma, seemingly (laughs) cracking her neck, and then it caused her to die roughly two minutes after her injury. Now, I've seen David survive just as a head in Prometheus, so what killed her here? Yeah, I know. They needed a big Mortal Kombat fight like in
2: Covenant. I mean, do you guys have any clue what put her down? because no, it went to the next issue and then Gabriel Cruz. He was also on the ground sort of like unconscious. I had to go, wait a minute. I had to go back a few frames. And all that happened was that Iris sort of tumbled into him. And for some, it went into his shoulder. And for some reason that knocked him out cold on the ground. Again, I don't know if something in the script didn't get translated or got deleted, But I mean, the whole thing is weird, like spoiler alert. Her whole motivation—it she's literally got a bit of dialogue where she looks over some dead bodies and she says she's being sarcastic. Oh, humanity's clearly in the best of hands with you guys, as if as though to say I'm fighting for humanity. And then she's literally later on she says, "Yeah, we want to make Earth a post-organic utopia. She wants to make the planet dead. I like, just move to an more. asteroid. No, because I was like, you look fun. at
1: you look at the free synthetic thing and resurrection. They were never about like we want to destroy humanity and make a post-organic utopia i was like
2: Ugh. just move off to the moon or something why do you want to make the planet it wasn't just to want to kill humans post-organic she's got a hate for all life where does that come from? That could be interesting. Are you going to explain it? Nope. About
3: that, you know, her free synthetic rebellion wanted a post-organic utopia. And her way to do that, I guess, is bringing aliens to Earth. But aren't aliens organic too? Exactly. Yes. Unless you go with the
1: biomechanical thing, but I don't know.
3: Well, I don't know. I, I think it was pretty much determined in the first Alien
2: movie was organic, right? They're creatures. They're organisms. Biomechanical's always been a big part of Alien. No, I no, I understand that. Well, that's an aesthetic, but the actual things, yeah, they're living organisms. So they're creatures. They have got life. Yes. So
3: how do you establish a post-organic utopia that way? And uh, ironically, she called humans parasites, and I was thinking, hello, what do you think yeah. aliens are? You know exactly. Wouldn't it be easier for them to have that perfect utopia just to create a biological weapon, a virus, wipe out humanity versus this is your plan? I
2: mean, uh, just I move don't. somewhere. Like I said, just <laughs> go and live on an asteroid. You've got your post-organic world right there. It's you, just metal. It's just go and live on a rock. Why do you care? Why do you want the Earth to be like that? Has someone corrupted your program? Where has this synthetics dislike of Wayland Yutani specifically? Because she's got a real thing about Wayland Yutani. Where does that come from?
0: There's there's a lot of stuff throughout to do with their treatment of synthetics through Bishop as well. Anyway, in the comic, you know, she talks about how she just dislikes humanity in general for treating synthetics like disposable puppets and tools and all that kind of stuff. Bishop's got a purpose. Why would the bishop care? Well, bishop doesn't. That's the thing. Exactly. It's, it's she that cares. It's obviously a whole new faction of synthetics. And we've got, also got to remember that this is an ongoing series. This is
2: completely new for Alien. And that's fine if they're doing it ongoing. But in terms of judging this as well, they are a story, doing it ongoing. Yeah, if if they're going to judge it as one story, as one story, it would have really helped if those contradictions in her interior, sort of structured narrative were explained. As it is, she comes across every bit as contradictory as David 8. And for that reason, I'm like, it would be interesting if we understood why you're, because you're just contradicting yourself. And then for me, that makes the character not interesting for the same reason as David 8 became not interesting for me. There might be value in the
3: premise. But just the way Iris herself had presented her free synthetic organization and her entire plan. She even called herself more than human, which was an odd stance versus the accurate non-human category. You know, it's strange to describe yourself more than human when your goal is a post-organic utopia. I don't know, Iris just it wasn't a well-fleshed-out, thought-out character. It might lead to something great, Aaron, and it, it could. The potential is there. Just like, you know, on the issue one, I thought the potential was there, but it just wasn't executed well, to me, at least.
0: I don't think anything's wrong necessarily with the more than statement, though, because more than's just better than. Better no, than human.
3: better than is better. More is um,
0: it's, it's more,
3: the is more of the same. It means I'm, I am human, but uh, I'm
2: more
0: than
3: that. I'm more than human.
0: More, more, more to me
2: implies past, better. It should have said superior. greater, greater, but it's all semantics. Either way, it's her logic didn't make sense. Yeah, uh, it didn't make me raise eyebrows.
1: I was kind of waiting for the topic of ongoing to ongoing comic series to come up because AJ, this is something you and I talked about when this was first starting because you have more experience with Marvel than than I do. I had always come from the Dark Horse, typically mostly read Dark Horse comics most of my life with, with Alien and Predator. And they always had like one creative team was on one run that would run about four to five issues. Now they switched that up a bit with Defiance, which ran for about a dozen issues, I believe. And then they had some sequels to that. But with this one, I was, I was wondering like, okay, they can't do like a day in the life of someone surviving the alien scourge kind of thing because that would just like draw on too long. So I was like, is this going to be like the RPG and where it's like cinematic and we have one story, the story is contained in about a handful of issues and then we move on to a new story. Or is this going to be like we're staying with the same group of characters for an extended period of time? Now we see at the end of this comic that that's not happening. And it seems like with the beginning of issue seven, this is years later, it's a different storyline with different characters. Now, I'm sure there's going to be some connective tissue there, obviously, given that this is the same creative team. But it seems like they may be taking that dark horse approach in terms of we're going to spend a handful of issues on one story, and then we're going to move to a new story, even though they may be interconnected as opposed to a longer running one story, one group of characters type deal.
3: It seems that way. It seems other than just being in numerical order, they seem like different arcs. They seem like they're going to be handled like limited series. I think Philip went ahead and did an interview that he was like writing these as films and he he thought they can actually be films in the franchise. Now it's up to the reader to determine how accurate that is. But I think it's still going to be, it, it appears that it might be, I haven't read the next issue, but you're saying that it occurs years afterwards. If that's the case, it sounds like that's not going to be the typical way Marvel runs.
1: Yeah, the superhero way.
3: Yeah, one of the comics I read, um, which I enjoyed, was the Red Hulk series, which I think went on to 55 issues or something. And there was a creative change uh, around issue 25, both artist and writer. But the story continued. You know, it didn't take years. And you know, it wasn't years further. So I I don't think that's the typical model. I don't believe I've seen that ever happen in Marvel before. But maybe they feel this is the best way for Alien to work. It is are they going to adapt the same model to Predator once that comes out? I don't know i hope not because i do think you can tell a sequential story for years if you plot it out correctly if you have a good writer and it could build up to a wonderful crescendo but i guess at first it just it doesn't appear that marvel's going to go that route which is a shame because that was the one thing i'm excited about you know ongoing alien ongoing predator you know i want to see these stories build up 12 issues 24 issues and so forth now maybe with this story i'll I'll be happy it ends, but. You know, we still have Danny, right? His son Danny survived at the end um, with Bishop, and maybe we're going to get a tail uh, that continues with him years
0: later. Thing is, we're, all, we're also only one episode into the second arc, so that's set up for the new situation. We don't really know how, if at all, there is going to be any connective tissue in terms of the multiple arcs. We'll see. We'll find out. It could be something really elaborate, yeah.
1: I mean, you had that with the original Dark Horse comics, too, in terms of the Earth War series. Like, you had different stories that were all part of the same arc, kind of.
0: Yeah, the the first four were basically the big story. First four series, so that's, what, six, eight... No, uh, six, ten, eighteen issues that formed a big narrative.
1: I guess I'm kind of happy about that in a way because I remember Defiance just seemed to drag on for a while and I was really into it at first. And then I thought it kind of fizzled out. And so if they're like movies, I can, if one doesn't connect with me, I can be like, okay, here comes the next one. I hope it's better. But yeah, I, I also see where you're coming from, AJ. Like I do feel like there is room in Alien and Predator for longer form stories to be told. And I hope they can be side by side. You know, I hope we have the smaller, more contained stories like Aftermath. And I'm sure we'll touch on that here in a bit. And ones that go on for more extended period of time that have longer runs. I think you can do both of them.
2: Is Johnson also doing the next one that's coming up?
0: Yes. Same team. Yeah, yeah, LaRocco and Guru as well.
2: My fear, well, just just before you go, I'm just going, my fear with that then would be the big thing that was pushed with this. All the marketing was based around was this new plot device of the alpha and what happened with the alpha. It's a big damp squid because it didn't really do anything. A normal alien couldn't. So I'm worried the next story is gonna have a similar finger. They're gonna have a new big thing and it's just gonna it's not gonna do anything different to normal stuff.
1: I recently listened to the perfect organism podcast where they interviewed Philip Kennedy Johnson at the conclusion of this arc and it was a really good podcast, really good interview. And it seemed like he was not sure if he was doing arc three yet kennedy johnson which again i don't have as much of a problem with or really any problem with kennedy johnson other than a couple story issues as i do with Larocca. so i wouldn't mind if he stayed on for longer but i do think it's also good to switch up creative teams as well so i don't know i'm i don't have a mixed
0: thought about that that was always one of the nice things about the dark horse runs was you did get different representations different visual styles might not have been for everybody you know let's take sam keith for example his artwork on female war was not for me at all. Yeah, I remember at the time. That dude was so acclaimed. He had some good stuff going off at the time. But then we fast forward to Inhuman Condition, the novella that they did in the early 2010s, and his style suited that so fucking well. It was brilliant. So it's like with the films and the games that these different representations and styles was always a part of Dark Horse's charm. And... When you're not, we're obviously not liking this guy's um, style and charm. It kind of is kind of a bit more like, yeah, okay, could we change now, please? Could we have somebody else's um, interpretation of the alien in this one, please? The main issue is just how static they looked.
1: Like getting an alien to appear like it's moving quickly and dynamically in a still frame. It's something a lot of artists I've seen can do really well. And unfortunately, some of the ones that have worked on the comics, they look stiff. They look like figures.
0: It means we haven't actually had LaRocco's take on an alien, really, have we? We've we've just had some figures. That kind
2: of shit is the stuff I do because I can't draw. And it's it's acceptable in a fan-made production. Take pictures of stuff, run a filter over them. There's nothing wrong. It's a valid art technique. Artists use, what, wooden figures that are articulated? They do paintings. Is that what we've got to do? Get him an articulated alien figure? Proper (laughs) fully
0: articulated? (laughs) There's nothing wrong
2: wrong with it, but when you're a a professional publishing studio like Marvel with the money that Disney has got pumping into you, this shouldn't happen. As a video on a channel, Eckhart's Ladder, he's done a video recently about the amount of this stuff that goes on with Star Wars in comics, and they just literally take fan productions and know, okay, they own the 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 intellectual property yeah but they just they just brazenly use mm. it without and um, they, they generate the profit but they don't give credit okay they're not forced to but it's just unethical i think eckhart did a video about a
0: specific type of b-wing that was used in one of the legends as yes. well that that's the thing isn't it it's not that they can't do it it's that it's unethical they that they are not doing to. it
2: yeah It's pure laziness, and it's laziness where they're, they're just profiteering off of fans just because, oh, well, it's out there, we don't give a shit about that. And it just makes them look, it's just bad faith. If you want to get goodwill from the community, be original. It kind of makes me sad, though, because at some points it used to
0: be like, oh, that's exciting. That's like that, that I also really like. Yeah. I mean, because that's I kind of got that a little bit with Life and Death, where they were very clearly inspired by some of the Kenner takes. And I was like, oh, that's cool to see some of the Kenner predators in this. Mm-hmm. And that's where I kind of got a little bit of uh, excitement over the alpha. So, oh, that's cool. It's kind of like the, yeah. um, the Alien King, Kenner's Alien King.
2: Because it's being inspired by. Yeah, it's inspired by, but just copying also.
0: I mean, then now we get copy and paste. And then then it's like
1: Photoshop. You can use reference as an artist for sure. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I, I like seeing both. I like even even though the Predator ship was kind of copy and, and pasted and, and thicker than blood, I like seeing the same ships again. Like I want to see another Conestoga- The visual continuity come up. But I also like, yeah. like seeing original ones. Like you look at the first AVP comic and there's a totally original ship design in there. So it's good to have both. But even if you're directly referencing something, I shouldn't it shouldn't look copy and pasted. Just like mm. we talked about with Stompy and Thicker Than Blood. Like, yes, that's the reference that was used. But we're not recognizing promo shots. We're not recognizing something we've seen exactly before in like a NECA promo shot. It's taking the reference and doing your own thing with it. If
3: you guys have ever taken the time to pose an action figure, okay, say you're taking an action figure and posing it into a punch. It's very hard to articulate an action figure into a believable punch like a human would. There's only so much articulation these figures have. And even though you put them in a dynamic pose, it remains stiff. So if you're putting it in a pose and you're tracing it that way, even though it's technically an action pose, the human eye sees that there would be much more muscle inertia. There would be much more force you know, a w- way the arms, the wrists, the hands, the fingers would bend where an action figure just can't duplicate. And I think that's what's happening here versus just using his visual reference with his eyes. He's actually putting it in a pose, maybe taking a picture, putting it in Photoshop and tracing it. And that's why even in these action scenes, that's why LaRocca, I think it shows his weakness. These, these poses look like they've been posed that way. Here's me posing as, you know, a picture, mm-hmm. punching Aaron in the face, you know, but I, you can tell I'm not really throwing a punch. And that's what this comic looks like. Well, the, yeah. the,
2: the thing here, this is where Marvel are shooting themselves in the foot because it's going to get to the point where if it carries on with this extent, ordinary fans are going to be like, why are we paying money for this? We might as well just make our own. Why are we paying an artist like LaRocca when we could just get an AI program to come up with it? That's going to be where it leads.
0: It doesn't feel like it's going to make any difference. It's like I said, it feels like it's just us small little angry nerds on a tiny little corner of the internet and maybe a, a tiny little corner of Facebook that gives a shit. It distracts them. Nobody else seems to care. There's so many general reviewers...
3: Yeah, the sales, by the sales, it looks like they care because there's a significant drop from month to month and month. Now you expect that over the first That's inevitable anyway. Few. No, well, no, no, it's really not. You could look at the top 10 and see some issues that are like issue 56, issue, or top 20, issue 27, 28. But this alien as of issue five dropped, what, into the 50s, I think it was, or? Did they have the units
0: hand. I don't. I could look it up now to see maybe where... The- I'll, I'll look it up because that's, that's where it gets interesting. Because if it's still doing over three and a half K per issue, then it's blowing Dark Horse out the fucking water.
1: Well, obviously, I mean, there's just such a bigger market share like Dark Horse. You just look at their Twitter. Marvel has like 40 million followers and Dark Horse has like. I don't, I don't
3: but there's a on. lot more overhead with Marvel. I'll tell you, Aaron, if it's doing 3000, it would be canceled months before it even got to 3000. That 30,000, 25,000 K seems to be the the breaking mark. For Marvel Comics. And I don't think Alien is going to be an exception. And I think it's going to get there month to month to month, you know, unless something changes. I I, I do think it is losing a significant amount of audience and possibly, you know, the silent majority is voting with their wallets here.
2: The other thing that might hurt that is that they did an absolute metric ton of variant covers and even the collectors were going like, oh, I'm out, I just can't afford this. Because they're just getting too many for the even the collectors. Yeah, the first two issues had a lot
3: of
0: variants, especially the first issue, and you have to count for that. They did sell massively as well. they what, three yeah. printings? That's the kind of stuff that Aliens did when it first came out and <laughs> changed the landscape of media time. Well, so
2: it was a debut issue. People are going to want it for the yeah. collector's sake because it was the first Marvel thing. So. And
0: that's where you'll get a lot of variances
1: with the launch of mm-hmm. the new series, you know.
3: Yeah, I've actually bought comics, gentlemen, for their number one and had no intention of following them. So you are going to get a lot of that in the collectors. And you could see that because once it's sold out, a single comic was going for $30, Alien number one with the original cover. I was looking on eBay at the time and it's like, wow, they're going 30 bucks a piece, you know, because people are looking for it.
0: I found the numbers for um, Alien 5, and it's doing nearly 50k. Right, but you have to look at this the drop from
3: month to month. This is just the fifth issue. That's what I'm trying to say. If it keeps progressively dropping, that's the issue. Yeah, like with a film.
1: And on on, um, the interview in Perfect Organism, Kennedy Johnson said, yeah, how long... The creative team is going to be with this depends directly on sales. Now I'm sure Marvel's noticed how strong of a launch this had, but hopefully they they will be switching it up with more creative teams. And uh, you know, again, like I would like to see. It looks like issue seven is often an interesting new story. Like I haven't written off Kennedy Johnson or anything. Like I still feel like he could tell some really cool stories in this universe. But I just, I artist <laughs> if that point hasn't been made clear enough already.
0: It looks like it dropped 4K, by the way, from 4 to 5. So not a massive dip in the grand percentage of it. Yeah. When
1: I first picked it up at my local comic shop, Black Hat Comics, which is great in Sugar House, if you happen to be in Utah, shout out to them. But uh, they said that they had gone through their first shipment entirely of the comic, and they had like big boxes of it. So it was selling quite well, you know, even on the local level. Right. But we bragged on this comic quite a bit.
3: So let's just um, let me touch up more on the sales here. So Alien Issue Five, yeah, it's it's spot now forty two, right? It debuted number two, I think, behind that Cannell um, Reeves comic, I believe. And now it's ranked forty-two and fifty-three in dollars because different comics cost different dollars. So this is issue five, and it's already down to forty-two. But you look at stuff like maybe Rorschach at issue ten is ranked thirty-nine. Star Wars Bounty Hunters issue fourteen is ranked thirty-eight above it. Justice League, of course, is Justice League sixty-four at thirty-five. Miles Morales, Spider-Man, not even Peter Parker at issue 28. So if it keeps dropping, if it doesn't find its steady audience and it dips down that 35,000 number, you know, I think they're going to definitely make a change. They're going to see, they're going to try to stop the bleeding. And it's essentially, it's got to find a consistent audience base or it's not going to continue. It's not going to continue on to issue 50, let alone hundred.
1: It's all about trajectory. Yeah. Going on to what Aaron was saying, like, you have to look at this. And I talked a bit about this uh, when I was guesting on Comic Binge, because we did like individual review episodes for each series. And, and Paul was really into it. Go check out his channel. Yeah, he was really into it. And he had not been too into Alien comics before. He was mostly a Star Wars comic guy, Marvel comic guy. So you have to look at this as how the hardcore crowd is going to take this comic and feel about this comic versus how mainstream audiences are going to feel about this comic and if it'll really have that much of an impact. Now, I'm kind of with you, AJ. I feel like those, those sales drops are, you know, on some level, people may not be as interested as they were. And maybe that's a natural drop off. And maybe that's they're not liking the art. But we have to see it like going on our own form. A lot of fans are quite displeased with the comic that we've seen. But I mean, Perfect Organism on their podcast, they were very glowy about it. I know Mr. H on his channel, he was very negative about the comic. So there are very mixed opinions about it. But like you were saying, Aaron, it looks like the mainstream comic reviewers that are not specialized like alien fan sites are digging it. So the art must not be that big of a deal to them. Yeah.
2: It's like I said, they don't realize, once it's been pointed out to people, I find when I'm looking on social media, they go, oh, and there's that moment where they start looking back at it and they go, oh, yeah, I didn't realize how much. When you don't realize all the extent of the laziness, then it looks like, yeah, this is cool aliens and pulse rifles and stuff. But it's after someone realizes that, they go, "Mm, yeah, ah,
1: yeah. See, I liked Lance cover at first on the omnibus until I found out behind it.
3: I don't have the eye that Adam does to recognize like, oh, this is a Hot Toys toy or this is a NECA toy. But my human eye says, oh, there's something wrong with this. This looks posed. This doesn't look freehand. So even if you don't have an eye to spot the tracing, something appears wrong as just a regular comic reader. And it definitely throws me out of the book throughout, you know, all six issues. But I'd like to go back, guys, because... you know, not just to harp on this book, I, I did find it interesting. And you were talking about it in the beginning that when, according to this storyline, when a face hugger oh boy. deposits a chest buster into you, a chest birther rather, that somehow, as a host, you become a part of the collective hive. That you're a bog. that remains if you survive, if the chest birther is successfully removed from you, and. That was an interesting idea that you know I had never seen before. Now I think it did go against the established lore, the established idea that you have no memory of the event, though, because um, the lead character Gabe remarked that um, unconsciously he watched the aliens that killed his team, watched the aliens from the past, and 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 here's the future, and yeah, and here's the weird one, right? In the future that don't even exist yet. So I guess Hmm. the aliens million hive mentality can somehow transcend time i guess Hmm. they took that in a bit of an odd
0: direction yeah i think that's one of those ones where you have to kind of be like
2: maybe there's a
0: a bit of dream license going off here
2: but watch Mm. the film sliver that is literally what happens the girl has that moment where she bonds with the parasite and she is in the back well, there was this a scene in the butt. She bonds momentarily with the parasite and she sees all these visions on alien worlds, all from the past. And she sees all these planets that this organism has taken up. I'm sure it's either been subconsciously or consciously copied from Slither because that is exactly what happened.
0: I don't it. think that's unique to Slither. <laughs> I think that's been <laughs> that. times. Right, well, well, that's a the most times. obvious
2: example that came to mind. Or maybe Venom. <laughs> I don't. AJ, you're, you're a guy who knows about comics. Does Venom, the symbiotes, does that have a similar thing with them? Venom I've
3: never been a huge fan of, so I don't know. But okay. it wouldn't be a surprise to me if this was a copy of Slither, because I feel like I'm seeing a copy of Sill in this book as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? We'll yeah, get uh, to that too. Okay, um, we'll get to that.
1: But real quick, I want to interject here. So this has been kind of a, a contradictory element of alien lore, right? Whether or not you can survive a chestburster implantation. We've seen it in some things like Colonial Marines where it leaves a placenta, which is essentially like a cancer that kills you. And I was wondering if that was what was going on with Cruz just on a longer time scale, because apparently he is
0: sick. Yes. It didn't it's really never go addressed, into is it? That. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. What is with that? It was never addressed and he's dead now. I mean, we don't know. I mean, he
1: was ill, he didn't have much time left yeah. to reconnect with his son, but they never explained that. What was yeah. that about? So I was wondering if that was supposed to be that cancerous placenta idea, but in Colonial Marines, it was implied that it was much more media. And I believe there's been other media as well, Aaron, where it's said like, yeah, even if you take it out of you, it's going to kill you.
0: I think it was a theory in the tech manual i think other than clone marines that's the only place that i'd ever come up. maybe it's appeared in some
2: other books i was one of those who pointed out on the forums but wait ripley 8 was fine and then people realized oh yeah it clashed against resurrection but then but then again with resurrection you have to kind of be like ah but maybe that's
0: because she was part alien
2: but what would be the biological purpose of that? It wouldn't make sense. Like an alien comes out of you, you're still alive. Okay, why would the aliens want you did? they great. you just use you as another host.
0: It's, it's one of those things that's been in actually so few that, I mean, everybody wants to forget Colonial Marines anyway. The amount of people that have probably made it all the way through the tech manual is probably very little because it is quite dry.
2: Honestly, I thought It was going to be because there's this thing that keeps cropping up about our Weyland-Yutani, they're evil. But I thought it was going to be a thing where he finds out during the stuff he's worked on, because apparently he wasn't just a security chief. Apparently he was a part time scientist. What? I kind of
0: I think that's more nudge, nudge, wink, wink to the fact that he was the host might have anything, been but else? again it
2: wasn't clarified so I don't know it's but anyway I thought it was going to be like oh he received like a lethal dose of radiation because they're an evil company I thought it was going to be something like that but again because it wasn't clarified it could have been simple as pancreatic cancer or something like that it felt like they started with something and they dropped it because they thought oh we won't have enough pages to put this in or something I think I think it kind of felt
0: irrelevant to the actual actually story yeah. though that it that was more put it
3: in no yeah. it, because they mentioned it twice you know Gabe, you don't have much time. You know this is this is why you're twice on. in a series, twice in the, and like issue one and issue two. What I'm saying is, if you bring it up, at least address it.
2: Yeah, the mantelpiece over the gun. But
0: not everything gun has to be Chekhov's scone though. Not every single uh, element has uh, to be a Chekhov's scone. But
2: here's the thing. If it's going to be hereditary, it might come up. If Danny comes up again in the future, it might be a genetic thing. No. But, Aaron, the,
3: it's oh, the reason oh. why he's retiring. It's the reason why he wants to reconnect yeah. with his son, because he doesn't have much time. And I'm like, ooh, is this caused by an, an alien chestburster, or is this something else? And then for them, just drop it. It's not good writing unless matter. you're going to... Pick it up somewhere else. For you just to drop it, it's
0: ridiculous. It doesn't bother me in the
1: slightest. It might not bother It doesn't bother, but they should have done it. It's not professional. Something that's significant, like you are dying, the reader is going to want to know why they're dying. Yeah, just don't put it in and say he's retiring then,
3: you know? And don't say he's running out of time. I mean- To throw it in there and then to leave it alone—that's just well, it's just
0: that's all. It's all just towards the personal drama, though, isn't it? His desperation to reconnect and why he's so angry that he doesn't get to reconnect—that's
2: all just personal drama. But he could have just been retiring. They they didn't need to do the you are dying thing.
0: But if if he had no, if he's just retiring and what? So I'll try again. I'll try again in five weeks, kind of thing. There's no there's no up in the ante in the personal drama yeah. there. It, it, it's it, such a, it's it's one of those things that you pick up where I'm just like it was so
1: kind of brushed over i didn't even really get that he was dying until the end i thought when he was saying he was sick i thought he was talking about psychological issues because the implantation or whatever but touching back on that like yeah i've always kind of subscribed to the the if you get it out in time, you can survive it. I do feel it's kind of an interesting theory that like some part of it stays with you psychologically and you have this yeah. kind of PTSD aspect where maybe because of the implantation, like you get nightmares and obviously just because it's a traumatic event, but maybe there is more there with a connection to the aliens or something it leaves behind. But I do feel like it was a bit far when he comes across his friend and his friend's like, oh yeah, I saw her, Gabe. She's looking for you right after he's implanted. And it's just like, okay, this hive, this hive memory, hot is getting a bit
0: odd. That is one of the things I did actually really like in the comic. Yeah, it doesn't jive fully with some of the other stuff. There's always a way to explain away stuff. Explain away Kane's thing is the same way you explain away the difference in the um, gestation time. Uh, They're older eggs, they've been there longer. That kind of bullshit. There's always a way to explain your way around that kind of thing. But it really interested
2: me and I actually quite liked it. Then what about Purvis? Purvis in Alien Resurrection? What's inside me? He He never had any...
0: Yeah, but again, that's the same way we explain away all the things to do with Replay. They're not proper aliens.
2: No, tell me I'm wrong. It feels a little reach.
0: T- tell I? me I'm fucking wrong that that is not the easy way to explain away anything to do with that film. It's, it's easy. Way. Easy. It just yeah, feels... Well, it's, 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 it doesn't make it any less valid. They're not... They're, they're contaminated aliens. Are, are we, are we going to then question the fact that not all the queens... F- you know, well, pop we've out seen a newbal. Plenty
1: ball. in expanded media and in the core movies beyond Resurrection. We've been, pl- we've seen plenty of implantation without the whole. Oh, I saw the
0: Giger lady after I was implanted. But how many? How many go on to last more than five minutes until the chest burst? Well, you think they'd bring that up if they had that significant? Well, of a do do you, you think they'd were- bring that up if they're in the middle of a, a terrible situation? I mean,
2: with Kane, he just wanted to get
1: some food. I think he would be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I saw this weird Giger lady that was like (laughs) the future doom of our species. Anyway, let's get some lunch, you know.
3: Well, no, I'm saying other than Kane, I'm on Aaron's side. I actually thought the idea was interesting. I I get the confliction, but I, I thought it was interesting up to the idea of transcending time and seeing aliens in the future.
0: The past, stu- the past stuff's interesting as well in terms of giving them access to genetic memory. That's something else I quite like. That's why I really like yeah. Ripley 8, is her connection to the alien, because it then lets you yes. go into it more. They become more than just basic, you know, simple monsters. And without going too far into it, too far into it, it lets you do interesting things where it's not the same thing over and over again. And yes, it is a little bit of a retcon, and we sort of distracted ourselves there with "Eh, it's fine we can explain it here's how but no I don't generally tend to have a problem with little little retcons which is what I would consider this because it was really interesting to me and it was one of the things that I I was like okay we're doing something different here Philip it's good I'm with you here let's Show me, show me some crazy artwork. At first, I thought she was the alpha. Like I thought that lady was like a, a hive mind manifestation of the alpha. Everybody assumed that. Everybody assumed that, and that was that was all on us.
3: That was all on us. So, real quick, since you guys were bringing up Ripley 8 and the
1: Alien Resurrection,
3: when Danny and Iris went into the lab, did you guys get that
1: the Ripley clone vibe with all the yeah. yeah. chambers? Yeah. Well, I got the Resident mm-hmm. Evil Three remake vibe
2: because that's where the lab was ripped from. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how I would have done. I was waiting for them to say they're having the visions because of these experiments and then the experiments are because blah, blah blah. But they didn't do that. That would have made it interesting.
1: That's where I thought the Alpha was going to be explained. I thought the Alpha was some kind of experiment that had to do with like Gabriel's bonding with the embryo or something like that. But it ends up just being because he was implanted by a space goat queen, I guess. But then why are all the other aliens normal aliens if they all came from the Alpha? Is the Alpha a queen? It didn't really explain the Alpha.
3: You guys are an expert, and that was my question. I understand the DNA reflex, right? When an alien embryo inside the host. It takes on the physical traits of the hosts. But when the alien chess came out of, um, was removed, I guess, from Gabriel, it, it still looked like one of those goats, those highland goats.
2: Yeah, it was. I don't know what it was meant to be. And it, as I say, it didn't do anything a normal alien couldn't do. So it felt pointless. It
1: was just bigger and more powerful, I
3: guess. Did but the yeah, DNA carry over. I mean, we all know what this is, right? It it felt like the creators just wanted the alpha alien to have cool devil horns, right? That was the motivation there.
1: But does the DNA pass over from the goat? Yeah. This is something Aaron and I were talking about is whether or not with queens if you can have like if the queen kind of resets the dna reflex even if the queen herself is impacted by it like even in games we've seen like a predalien queen but she'll still birth just a normal alien yeah. and aaron was like well the alpha alien is because like the ghost from it has." i, genetic- I, I don't
2: know where i got that from oh okay <laughs> it's an old theory
1: but it kind of contradicts that theory in the comic itself because you have all these other regular aliens running it's around.
0: perfectly normal yeah. yeah but then again that that's one of the ones i can't really <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got nothing. I got You're nothing. Trying. Trying. If the
2: alpha is meant to be a special goat one, and we saw what the goat ones looked like, they looked different. But yeah. if the, this one is meant to be somehow from them, then why was she like two, three times bigger than the rest? That's what I, didn't I think. Some mean. of that was perspective
1: issues as well, because I know <laughs> it, <didn't> look <laughs> it so been, But
2: it was c- clearly it like on the hull of the spacecraft. It was meant to be like Queen's size. Yeah. And it didn't have the little arms, and it didn't. When it, we saw it as a chess burst, it didn't look like a queen chest burst. So, what it was, I don't it know, wasn't.
0: It, it wasn't a queen. It was a plot device wasn't. on legs. <laughs> alpha is purely nothing more than the fact that it was the first they got their hands on. It was. It was alpha. Yeah. It was a. And and yeah, the the whole thing that I said to you, Adam, I think I think was a fan theory. And again, it, it was one of the things that was sort of like people were throwing around to be like, oh, perhaps this is how the aliens biomechanical in the first one is because it came out, it was, there were eggs that came out of the space jockey kind of thing. And I think that yeah. was a theory. I don't know where I got it from in terms of- It was an economic. old
2: news group theory back in the 90s. I remember that doing the rounds. That was back in the days of, who was that site that came up with a DNA reflect? Anchor point. Yeah, that was doing, that was being battered around back then.
0: It's 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 unexplainable, AJ. We have got nothing yeah. for you there, mate. We got we got
3: nothing. <laughs> well, you just wanted these cool satanic-looking horns on your main villain, right? It's yeah. the same thing when we look at this silk creature. She has a snake head on her head. I mean, and she's got goat horns too. Why does she have a snake head? Yeah, on I her was head? like,
1: what? Because I don't think she had that when you saw her earlier in the comic, and then no. she has a big old python head just on her forehead. And I'm,
3: I like... I think hey. it did in the beginning too. It was just more in
0: shadow. That that's just because the fashion a different piece of concept art to (laughs) action figure coffee over there (laughs)
2: who's a cobra commander one (laughs) because it looked cool
0: i still like her and whatever potential she's got. i'm fine with a gator lady like we've kind of seen that
2: before
1: done in one way or another but it's it is a cool concept like you have the sarah kerrigan kind of idea right but she's just a psychological manifestation of humans trying to merge with the black goo yeah. I guess in the future or yeah first
3: we use use it as weaponry and then our next step is the inevitable try to, to merge with it yeah. so
1: this was a big revelation of the comic where it kind of touches on Prometheus and that the engineers didn't create the black goo they found it themselves and it was kind of the downfall of their civilization so that was a big like oh the aliens are meant to be the universe's cleansing fire kind of thing but this again goes to like my problems with the prequels it's you're explaining too much of the alien when you're giving us this grand purpose I'm like just let the alien be alien I
0: disagree yeah. with you completely there because that has been a part of the expanded universe for a long time. It has been a fan theory for a long time and it was a part of um, Apocalypse Destroying Angels. So maybe a little bit of my bias is showing there because that that comic is the entire reason I'm even into the expanded universe. We need to read that comic again because I remember really liking it. So maybe that, that
1: concept was, was presented in a better way there. But I didn't like how it was presented here. I don't think
0: it was massively... It was barely even... It wasn't smashing you over the face with it in this, any more than it was in, in Destroying Angels. I true. Really... It was kind of a brief moment, but it was kind of odd that Iris was the one, you know, telling us about that. It, it returns back to that, it gives the alien back their ancient destroying angels. Mystique, you know, that ancient Lovecraftian element of it. And I, really like that because that was a fear of covenant really wasn't it the alien would lose that mystique and it sort of rested in the black goo's origin instead so i like that the current marvel continuity is at least gone here here you go here you go guys have this back have your mystique and your ancientness back and so i'm like yep good thank you philip i appreciate that that suits me
3: I find it less offensive than the black goo zombies, you know, that come out of John Carpenter's <laughs> *The Thing*. But still, you know, uh, regardless, the snake on the head is stupid, right? It's just <laughs> for aesthetics. But still, can you make can you make something different versus Sill? You know, I I bet you if this was a film, who owns Sill? M- MGM, right? That they could yeah. actually have a copyright suit against this. Make something different. I know. Syl is Giger and people love Giger and Aaron loves Giger, but this is already a character in a different movie, in a different franchise, and I'm seeing it in alien and just makes something a little different. It could still be humanoid, but it doesn't have to look like Syl
2: with goat horns and a snake on her head. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh well, I'll often say also it's Marathi from Warhammer, but that's different. Barely looks anything like that art you shared It barely does. looks anything it does. like It's it. got the same horned it. Anyway, what I was going to say is they actually did play around with this concept in the early book one and two, but there they didn't make this anthropomorphic they just had the queen and they played around with proper Giga-esque visuals of the queen. They had a beautiful very nightmarish shot that the adult Newt had of the queen sort of leering down at her and this saliva going down with a a face hugger crawling out of the air but she talked about this sort of hideous, invasive nature and she wants us, she wants to love us and embrace us. They played around with that, but they didn't need to anthropomorphize the alien. They gave us the recognizable alien visuals. And in fact, early on, the beginning of book two, they had new sort of ha- have hicks speak but hicks was being used as a kind of like ventriloquist puppet almost with the kind of things he was saying to her and then a fully grown alien came out of his chest and before they they did all yeah. the um, the church of the immaculate incubator so they've actually done this already it's just that this time they decided to have this very sort of mysterious femme fatale because that's basically what it is. It's a Borg queen femme fatale as a mysterious thing. Read these comics to find out what she's about. And basically it's that. They've just made her more human-like.
1: Her breasts unburdened. Oh, yeah, yeah. They look like little uh <laughs> wall
3: air conditioner dials, you know? But I don't know. It's no, S-
0: Sill's an engineer
2: weapon and she belongs
0: in here. Uh. <laughs> tell, tell, tell me otherwise and you can get fucked.
2: I, I will tell you if you watch Species Two and Three, you'll go, nope, no, nope, don't want that anywhere near us.
0: No, we we only count Species One. We don't. Hey, we don't species we don't Two be, was all right. Species Two was it all was right.
2: Patrick okay, was but it got a bit too much in Tomperton.
3: MGM might have something to say about that. Well, Aaron. to be
0: yeah. fair, I'm sure I'm sure Giga's estate have something to say about any attempts <laughs> to replicate Lee. But you know what? It's like I've said before. His style is just you can't divorce yeah. it from Alien. Yeah. He, he from started a subgenre, said. the biomechanical art style it's it's too it's too ingrained in alien you can't separate it as far as i'm concerned
3: there is plenty to pull from versus this i mean i've i've seen some wonderful designs that just look wrong you know they're humanoid they're xenomorph but it just looks like an abomination you know and give us something like that just don't just just don't well essentially they
2: did that with a newborn it didn't work uh no no, no. no. i don't no, want to no, see the right. eyes uh... i don't want to
3: see the nose i don't want to no. see in the head i don't want to see the human right in in right. the body i don't mind but uh, i would rather just it's got at... to
2: be alien yes, yes to our way of thinking alien to something we would go okay i can relate to that it's got to be something you just
0: what is this
2: It does seem to
0: imply, the comic does seem to imply that she, however, is perhaps not necessarily alien as such, but more a product of some other species that try to, and, and, and yeah. to piss about and, yeah. and, and enhance themselves with the you know well, with supposed the to be our species right i don't i don't necessarily that's know. what i was saying species. it represents
1: humanity's future after they tried to weaponize them and then we try and join with them
0: but that she's saying that's cyclical that's yeah. what everybody else yeah. has
1: done so yeah but she also said you're seeing your own future as a species that's what she represents it's a race
3: of
2: humanoids
3: with snakeheads. <laughs> yeah. to come for it. It, it, struck, it struck
2: me very much that for those who played through the trilogy of Mass Effect, it struck me very much like that when the Reapers are talking about, yeah, the galaxy is cyclical. You all make the same mistakes. You all do this. Then we have to come back and we have to cleanse the galaxy again. Yeah. It struck me very much like and,
0: well, that. Well, that, that's nothing new. And even anyway, the husks
2: look like her. I
0: don't, I don't think the Reapers are particularly anything new. Again, because...
2: No, but the same kind of Promethean
0: yeah. fire cleansing
2: yeah. the galaxy.
0: And that's that's exactly what again destroying angels did in yeah, the, yeah. the the late 90s you know that that whole yeah, thing was. was oh there's there's evidence of the aliens on some other planets fucking over some other people in the ancient didn't past. they also say in the
2: prehistoric stuff they'd found fossils or something some, like.
0: something like that but i don't yeah. think it was supposed to be necessarily be earth i can't remember but yeah we'll was... definitely do a reread of that that is one of my favorite fucking comics in the alien series
2: it's got some beautiful artwork
0: well yes doug wheatley Doug Wheatley, he is a fucking legend when it comes to um Halo came the closest
2: spider. to looking like something H.R. Giger actually did with some of that.
1: Yeah, even the Xenomorph style in that, it was weird because it was like a biomechanical ADI design. Like it met it melded <laughs> those two designs, and I really liked that. Yeah, we really do need to read something wall we'll like after <laughs> as many negative podcasts as we've done. You're not but... gonna
0: like it now. You don't like destroying angels. <laughs> I remember really liking it. So no, I'm but sure. you don't like the concept. You don't, you don't like aliens. Oh, come on. Give me a break. Give me a break here. Is that in
3: a different way? What do you think about the, uh, all those face hugger marks on everyone's face? You know, telegraphing. That
0: the- was the- an echo, wasn't it? No, it was marks around the mouth in echo. Hmm. So it was—it was a return to that kind of thing. So we have seen a resurgence of of the telling marks recently. And you know what? If we're talking about the marks, can I just say I can't fucking believe he did that to the cat.
1: I know. You, you cats are off limits, man.
2: That how does cat face it on
0: a cat?
1: You know. But it was so telegraphed.
2: I think the obvious thing it was a, a callback to, to my mind because the first thing you really notice it on are those like animals. the livestock yeah. animals. It's Alien I think 3. it was obviously Alien Three with the dog that had the. Mm. marks yeah. on it it was too obviously like that the thing i didn't like was that in alien 3 it looked like it had been in a fight it looked chaotic these all looked like they'd had uniform structured yeah. things mm. on which i thought
0: well it's, it's greg's fun not greg it's um Fantastic fantastic
2: art <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> found the one action figure
0: and you can have you can have the
1: big cats because then you get the the night cougar alien and stuff like that <laughs> but house cats man come on
0: No, Adam and I say this is cat owners. Well, you just got cats as well, don't you? Yeah, I do.
3: Uh, He's sleeping right over there. He looks fine. (laughs) He's got no marks. (laughs) But the the the, the cat was still telegraphed. Tell me, all all three, all four of us, right, didn't see the cat and set
2: up. You know, he was. Come on, nobody.
1: No, not until the end with the obvious
2: marks on the face remember when we did the, our episode and we talked about because we only had the preview art and I said, ah, there's a black cat and it's even got the number 13 on the collar. That thing's going to be evil or it's gonna, something's going to happen with that cat. And Aaron went, no, 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 they're not going to do <laughs> that.
1: That makes it, that makes it worse, though, how obvious yeah. it was. That's why I it's
3: a black it. cat with thirteen. It was so <laughs> obvious to me, and then I'm thinking, Bishop, you're not smart enough to check it. You know, you know, how did you get here? And then you know, oh yeah, we're gonna fly, and we're not gonna even give this Telegraph. being another look. You know, you're not even gonna scan it, even though uh, Bishop, you've dealt with how many xenomorphs, you know, in your time. Uh, I don't know. This this writing is just. <laughs> What did I call it? Spectacularly mediocre. That's how I feel about this.
1: Like we've had this issue with the implantation time and aliens as well. And they're like, if we take it out of him now, the embryo will die. But if we don't have a cryopod, so he can't survive. And I'm like, you're in Earth orbit. Can't Weyland-Yutani send a ship to pick him up yeah. with a cryopod or something? Like it should, By this time in, in space, there should be ships everywhere in Earth orbit, especially Wayland owned ships. So that was a whole weird thing. Yeah.
3: Why did you send two colonial marines? I'm looking at this bench and there's room for other people to be. Because they were cheap.
1: Yeah. We're we're gonna gonna watch our budget when we're recovering the only alpha sample, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 got a bit
2: mustache twice. I need some synths. No, you have two and only two, and they will be young men. You deserve to lose. And why was it in Earth? Or Because I liked in Alien Resurrection, they dealt with the whole thing. Oh, yeah, they're putting it outside regulated space. And by this point, you know, you've got the outer rim. And why did it have to be at Earth? And he's like, yes, bring it back to Earth. What can go wrong? Well, that bring was a the weird question in Fireteam
1: Elite as well, where they they have a biolab in Earth orbit. And you're like, why would you bring it to Earth? That's
3: very why strange. Why, Yeah. <laughs> I'll even go even further. I mean, you see what space travel and technology they're doing today. So here's this orbital research and development station why the heck is there a grandma or grandpa right grandpa and his granddaughter on board i mean they could get down to the surface probably within one hour yeah why are they on board you know other than tension
2: and drama and the cat itself yeah i'm gonna bring my pet aboard it is lunacy Bring your pet to work day, and it's like the equivalent of Area Fifty One. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you could go home for the weekend at this point with this technology, right? I mean, where yeah. are we going to be in thirty years, forty years? People are. Yeah, you know, he's been separated. Gabriel Cruz has been separated from his son for decades, and I'm thinking, you you got video and holograms at least. If you can't just go down there for a weekend,
3: I might lower my review, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> if I had you put it join somewhere.
2: Somewhere other than Earth orbit, that stuff would have made more sense. Or maybe they'd have converted a pre-existing colony or something that because it was in Earth orbit, all the stuff they tried to build up, like he hasn't been able to see his son for days—it. It didn't, it doesn't stand well, up. To he was, to he
1: was ostracized from, and this is honestly the basic story. I actually thought was quite interesting how he was ostracized by his family for worrying about his position in the company. Even when his own son died, he was kind of like, oh no, we need to play nice with the company, even though this was due to their negligence. And then he kind of has an arc as a character where he's like, no, I'm not going to lose another son. Screw the company. And so that's his growth as a character. I did find that basic premise to be kind of interesting. I do agree there were some mustache twirling moments of Weyland-Yutani which were kind of like, eh, that was odd. But they also do it with the resistance group, too, that just is like murdering people indiscriminately. Yeah. And we also have another d- resistance group in, in Aftermath, so I wonder if this is going to be like a corporate resistant. I mean, we kind of saw that in Rescue, I guess, and Define and resistance right resistance was before rescue defiance resistance rescue right so you kind of had but it was only two people there it wasn't like a big corporate resistance group and then you have iris who's like a double agent she's really part of a android utopian group but she's (laughs) in a resistance group and it's like okay
2: the minute hand movement
1: i can't believe danny's going along with her you
3: know she's like blowing the faces off people she went for her weapon we had no choice baby
2: (laughs) we had no choice they they were un, two unarmed. Just for people who haven't read it, they were two unarmed security guards. They just go into the airlock, and one literally one of them gets their head literally blown off. Danny has this moment where he's you know he has a realistic kind of semi realistic reaction where he's like you know you murdered them in cold blood, and and then he in the next frame he's like oh yeah well they're just fascists. And at that point I go oh, that was almost human dialogue, but not
3: you know it makes them just as bad as a weyland yutani you know
2: yeah at that point you've got that godzilla meme where you're thinking of Wayland yutani and this resistance when you're just thinking like let them fight because they're both just why should we get invested as new as characters yeah because they're silly you
0: just look so happy over there aaron <laughs> <laughs> just those last 10 minutes i'm just
2: like yeah i think there's a point knocked off there
1: <laughs> oh, we got you too. Huh?
3: We got right. you. Yes.
2: <laughs> it's the internal logic. Hey, Aaron, did
0: that alpha alien have gravity boots too? <laughs> you want to look at that? <laughs> never no, alien of that. has sticky feet. A- alien, so yeah, okay. aliens can walk on stuff. That's, that's No, you don't get
1: that. <laughs> sticky feet. I love it. <laughs> My my least favorite thing about this comic, the art, is also my favorite thing about this comic, the other art, in terms of the covers and the variants. There are some awesome covers by In Hayek Lee, who did the main covers. Amazing. They look all fantastic. And a lot of the variant covers were really solid, too. I bought a lot of the variants just because I thought the covers were so cool. And so I'm like, can we take one of those artists, please? Can we just have one of those cover <laughs> artists and just have them be the main artist for the series? Um, I would like to see what In Hayek Lee could do, just Working on the series. Like, there's the covers and the variants, except the ones done by La Roca, were so strong that I'm like, you have all these artists you could pick from right there. Just right there. Just pick one. At least the artwork in Aftermath was good. The artwork was good. The story there was the issue with that one. The artwork, not as much of a problem as it was here. Can't
0: we have that dude? Yeah.
3: Now, it seems to be a tradition on our podcast to look at uh, comicbookroundup.com, it's the Rotten Tomatoes equivalent. Go for it. For comic books. And um, unfortunately, it's also including issue seven. And since it's a series, there's no way I can actually remove that from this arc. So counting the first seven issues collectively, the critic rating, rating excuse me, is 7.2, and the user rating is 6.4. Mm. And that's out of 60 critic reviews and 108 user reviews.
0: So yeah, it's like, like I said, the professionals don't seem to care. Seven's solid. I think they're more concerned with the writing, apparently. Right, shall we? Uh, shall we wrap up the um, Bloodlines bit and then talk about aftermath for a little bit?
1: If you'd like to pick up Bloodlines after listening to this. <laughs> It will be available on paperback this month. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm going to be buying this. I don't think I'm
3: going to be buying this on paperback, guys. I think for me, uh, the actual issues are enough and the variants. That's where it's going to stay. I'm probably not going to revisit this at all. I can't really recommend it to everyone. Yes, I think I am going to drop my review. From or a review score from a 5 to a 4.5. And it actually makes me feel like I was maybe harder on, uh, or too hard on Predator Hunters 3
0: after reading this. We gave that like sevens, didn't we? Yeah, like, no, I don't think we gave it sevens. I think I went six. I think I think that's fine for Hunters Three. That's like it's not bad, but it's not good, but it's not yeah. bad. Here in the US, it's just barely passing. You've got you've got fucked up grade, didn't you guys have? <laughs>
2: <laughs> they have their cultural system; we have ours. Look, somewhere I mean, it's, in the middle. It's, it's
0: one to ten,
2: so five yeah. in the should middle be should be yeah. the yeah.
0: Yeah. With your fucking sixes. <laughs> I don't know. You <laughs> even go to like video 0. game 5. rating
1: websites and they, they have like, they talk about the meaning for each score and five is like poor, not recommended. And then everything below no, that, that, should be, that should be, that
0: should be four and below. Yeah. That well,
3: should. well, you have to complain to rotten tomatoes because once it drops under 60%, it's a rotten
1: tomato. So well,
0: they're wrong.
2: sorry. We will, they're, they're, they're we wrong. will <laughs> complain. We'll make our own.
1: Five is an average for you guys. Seven is an average for us. You guys See seven, wrong. seven to me is
0: solid. It's a okay. C. Maybe maybe a six
1: is like average. Five is not recommended, and a seven would be like decent. Okay, leaning towards positive, and an eight would be good. Nine would be great. Ten would be fantastic.
2: So I think we go by like, We get questionnaires, and it's like like or dislike, and then you've got like those gradients on each. Yeah, side here, but like if you do dead Scent, you're neither like nor dislike. Mm. So that's yeah, how exactly, awesome, exactly. we get those yeah. questionnaires. Uh, yeah. You guys are just upset you lost the
3: Revolutionary War. That's all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my genetic memory doesn't really go that far back, to that's, be honest. That's but... why we championed
2: them as colonial marines. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very good. Did, were we wrapping up then? I think we were, weren't we? Yeah. So, AJ's, AJ's, what, were you 4.5? 4.5, sir. You dropping her? I think I'm going to a 5, <laughs> yeah. There's bits in it I hate, bits in it I like. It's just, yeah, smack bang in the middle for me.
1: I mean, as much as bad things as I have to say about the comic, I still bought a bunch of variants and bought this collector's box, so Marvel got their you
2: money. You the problem.
1: <laughs> hey, we all, we all own the Predator, don't
3: we?
0: I got it bought for Fair me. <laughs> wow. That's still just as We're bad. There's no, for there's for no moral or ethical <laughs> workaround <laughs> yeah. for that
1: one. I assume you'll be getting the Predator box, AJ, when that finally drops.
3: Yeah, you know, I was actually looking for the Alien box at my comic book store and they didn't carry it, but they could order for me. But you had to buy like four at a time and it was a yeah. ridiculous price.
0: I had to buy a box of, um, th- I think it was three. It, no, he could only get boxes of so many in. Only so many other people wanted them. I was like, I'll just I'll buy what's left. Just yeah, them in. My just shop them just in. asked how many I wanted and I told them to when they had them. It's so. something like 20 20- U.S.
1: dollars, a pop, I think, for each Ooh, one. For each it wasn't pops. that much for me. It was like 12, I think. Maybe maybe not even that.
0: I don't, I don't even think. It, I think it was like five quid here. What?
1: Oh, well, maybe
3: maybe he was gouging me or selling it at, at uh, list price. I don't know. But you can find him
1: online, I think, still, maybe. Wait, Adam, did your score drop? No, I'm sticking out of four.
2: Mine is still only just pushing over from five to six because there are moments in the writing which I do like, like what they do with Bishop's character. I quite like. Wow. Um, there's some nice poetry in there at moments. They just about push it over, the line, but only just. Eric, you have the highest score of the group. Six, I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. But I'm tempted to go five, but I'm, it just.
0: You, you know me. what? I'm, I'm going 5.5. 5. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm it.
1: We'll do the gradient with the, the half scores going up.
0: All right. Yeah, I dropped a 4.4. 4. Oh, God. Yeah, it is, isn't. It? Well, no, 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 it won't be. 4.4. 4. 4.
3: <laughs> we better move on or I'll keep dropping.
2: Do the cal- run the calculations, run the numbers in a, one of those scientific calculators.
0: I don't want to spend too long on this one, but we might as well. Um... Aliens aftermath. I got one of the variant covers
2: here. Spooky, glow in the dark alien, free with every issue. <laughs> <laughs> There's oh, not
0: terribly could. much to talk about with this one, to be honest, no, is there? No. All I can say is I fucking wish they'd leave Hadley's Hope alone. Yeah, and it's got it's got good artwork.
3: Yeah, the artwork is definitely an improvement here.
1: Definitely, yeah. it's actual sure.
3: natural artwork
1: it was weird that the artist could do the aliens really well but they were all like bright white glowing i was like ah oh, i want to see you do a dark and creepy
0: alien come on was that because of the radioactivity i think that was what was implied Yeah. know i think again perfect organism interviewed ben percy before it came out i think and i think he pretty much just straight up told him yeah it's it's radioactive they're supposed to be boilers though well, you you wouldn't know anything in Clonal Marines was supposed to be radioactive unless you'd read fucking what was that knobhead's name? <laughs> <laughs> Newman, no, Newman, Mikey, Mikey Newman was that? Who was the writer of that? I'm not gonna go I
1: think there. so. Yeah. yeah, wasn't there a prequel comic to that game too?
2: Yeah, you yes, got like conventions. Yes, I,
0: I don't really see how it was a prequel.
2: Hmm. Here's the guy where they did those sort of promotional shots on the video and it came with newman and it said like badass and it thinks like little quotes out of i Alien remember that
1: gearbox was so confident yeah. and he himself. had this pose like yeah.
0: yeah i don't know how the fuck they were confident with that game they must have known it was an absolute fucking mess but anyway my takeaway from this comic is another vasquez relation why yes. the fuck was <laughs> stuff placed where it was placed and can we stop going to Hadley's Hope? And can Dave uh, watch her come and do the main series, please? Yeah. That is, my, that is my takeaway from this. I think this is pretty much a solid in the middle five out of five.
3: My take is um, I enjoyed the artwork. It looked like it was freehand. And uh, the story here is what was lacking. You know, I didn't really appreciate the whole, you know, we're filming everything and we're extreme, you know. It reminds me of this Harold and Kumar goes to White Castle. I don't know.
0: It did did make them feel quite obnoxious early on, didn't it? Yeah, you know, let's set this bomb to go right
3: away off, you know, and we could maybe die in the process and we're extreme.
0: And it's not like it's even live either. It's like, if you guys die before you can edit and release this... Then yeah,
2: this is what unboxing videos are like in the future. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Can I unbox this before this <laughs> dynamite goes off? Yeah, I mean, I guess, and then it was, you know, it was it passed off as Vasquez's son being some sort of adrenaline junkie, you know, A nephew. And, uh, I think, yeah. Oh, nephew. Excuse me. That's right. It was Aunt Aunt Vasquez.
0: And we'd previously seen her. S-
2: sister, sister. Yeah. in the
0: colonial marines comics yeah so it's like okay
2: you oldie
0: and that whole stuff with russ as well i know everyone sorry i'm interrupting you aj sorry <laughs> fin- finish your room
3: um... i lost my train of
0: thought now dude this this is why i did i was i wasn't looking forward to this episode because i knew it was gonna be just fucking i hate coming on these things and being bummed out by what we're talking about because i like to like things and we can't lie.
2: We have to be honest. Yeah.
0: AJ, con- continue. Tell us how aw- awesome it was. <laughs>
3: I mean, it was pretty uh, anticlimactic, didn't it? End with you. I didn't reread this. Utani,
0: I think did. It- yeah so ms Uton is in it and and bishop not bishop um vasquez cutter vasquez dies
3: yeah or yeah everyone died but uh there's still still um aliens that are living on hadley's hope you know and it leaves it open-ended and it was it was passable i guess i would give it a 5-2 i can't really recommend this comic for anyone i don't think it really adds anything to the lore the art's nice it could pass some time is it worth the price probably not but you know if you have the money to spend, spend it, read it once, but I don't think it's ever going to be treasured by anyone, you know? So, uh, five out of 10, I guess.
1: So with this one, I thought it was, I thought it was okay. I thought it was pretty decent. The artwork was big improvement, of course. But the thing is with this being a one-shot, I expected it to be a little bit longer and it had a problem that some of the Dark Horse one-shots had too, where they have me into it and it ends super abruptly. Like you were saying, AJ, it's just anticlimactic. Like, there was another one I really liked called Fast Track to Heaven uh, in the Dark Horse Days, Aaron, if you remember that. Like, I was, I really liked that comic, but it just ends so abruptly, right when it has me. And this one has the, the same issue. Like, they're cutting a deal, and I think, okay, there's going to be this big escape here now. But no, they just all die, and and Miss Yutani's like, oh, okay, well, we know where it is, huh? or whatever, at the end. And I'm just like, ah, like, you almost had me, you almost had me. But it just, it ended way too quickly, I thought. The whole irradiated alien was kind of strange, how it bled like
0: liquid nitrogen or something. mm mm-hmm. That whole thing with the alien was weird in this.
1: But the alien looked cool.
0: Oh, and yeah, definitely. Just like, gave, give that. me a dark and spooky
1: alien, not a <laughs> blinding, bright, white alien-like. But there was, there was the dead body. That's true. And, yeah, the artist can do aliens. This artist can do aliens. So please have this artist back. They were all wearing Prometheus spacesuits, which we kind of saw before in Dark Horse a bit too, near the end. So that was that was kind of cool to see that back. I guess it was supposed to be Newt's father that Burke yeah. hid away in the basement of... Which uh, has triggered Eric. I'll yeah,
2: come to my review <laughs> and it's my turn.
1: No, just go five out of ten for me too. Go for all it. All right. Go, Eric.
2: Me. Okay. Well, my, my score first, because I I wrote this up on the forums. My my score for the story is three out of ten. Oof. Art, six out of ten. Tension slash atmosphere, one out of ten. Believability. ah So that's low on the R. <laughs> that was
0: far better I know, than the six. I kind thought.
2: of was it just your
0: dislike average, of
2: the this the, the silver alien? Partly that, but it's it's just it's just it worked. And that was it for me.
3: What's the average of your score? Because you were all over.
2: Low, just low, low score. Just, just low. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just write slow. the damn thing. Yes, yeah, so you have this whole big marketing push. Spooky alien. Is it a ghost? Is it that? It's just a normal alien that mutated. Why did it mutate? Uh, it never tells us why it used to be a ridge headed alien. Apparently, it just turned into a dome headed alien. Why? Uh, why did it have you know liquid nitrogen instead of acid uh, i think it's <laughs> that they were doing an alien resurrection callback you remember the security guard who got his limb frozen and smashed that's the only thing otherwise it's just change for the sake of change it didn't add anything to the story uh, they could have done something like, yeah, it was through one of the sewer ducts when the blast hit, or so they, they never, it's just literally an alien which glows just because it can glow. And by glowing, it makes it less able to creep up on a victim. So I think a ghost would have been more interesting, as I'm sure I've been griping about that too. But yeah, or that maybe the colony AI sort of running a hologram that's gone right could have done. New and interesting, but it's literally just an alien which glows because it's a glowing alien. And it for some reason, it was the only one that decided to. It's like you've got a Terminator showing up in a story, and it's for some reason, it's got a red endoskeleton. Interesting visual, right? Surely there's going to be a reason for that. Maybe there's like a, a, a new Skynet faction or the Resistance. Maybe they're using different materials to make them for some reason. No, it's just Skynets making red Terminators. Thinks they go faster. That's what we have here with an alien. <laughs> then you've got a terrorist organization with some. They're like a Marxist eco terrorist.
1: Hey, at least they're not as murderous thing. as the ones in the last comic.
2: The alien stories have a weird time with terrorist organizations. They have they have this thing about you know the corporations are raping planets and blah blah blah. Now, <laughs> think about this. They go to like. They they are shipping. They're going to a place where they stop whaling, D'Utanian. That they they're shipping out mineral ore, and they they go at it. And like at best, that means these ships aren't going to be able to complete their contracts, so they're not going to be able to pay ordinary workers. Striking a blow for workers. I don't understand their logic. They're very counterproductive. You've got this guy that's related to Vasquez, doesn't add anything to the story. It's just an excuse to call back to Vasquez. Here's a colonial marine character. Here's aliens. Here's the colony, which for some reason isn't properly vaporized. It's just Hadley's Hope. Yeah. I know it sounds stupid, but that's literally what happens. They decided to make it snow like at Christmas. Halloween and Christmas, right? No, no, it's just nuclear winter. But it wouldn't make sense because there's no forests on LV four two six to kick up after all the fireballs. There
1: be nuclear winter.
2: It it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't happen. But they want it to snow. So instead of rain. It's snow. It's more comforting than whatever. they just, That's the direction they're going with. They also did, did go in the direction of they're going to have an original colonist, the first person who got facehugged. So clearly it made sense for Hadley's Hope to get this guy back, able to get the facehugger off and all that, and then send more people out to the place. Apparently that's what happened. He's frozen. For some reason, they never froze any of the other colonists. They let them hatch. It goes like that. I can go on, but it's crazy. You talk about Alien 3 being Ripley's crow space nightmare. This is Burke's nightmare when he's just being cocooned. It's crazy. Don't buy it. (laughs) That's my review. I I can go on. What's your
0: score? If it's not less than a five, I'm going to be fucked up. Adam, he already said it's a low out of 10. Yeah, it's it's, just a low. it's,
2: It's three to four.
1: Well, if you're giving the story a three and the art a six, probably a four, I would imagine.
2: Yeah, it's around three to four. But the art pushes it just because the art is nice and pl- but again, it's no different to Dark Horse. I, still I think, think. Yeah, that's I'm going to boost six. my score on this it's, one. So, if this, this was the Dark 5. Horse comic, you'd say the art was average for a Dark Horse comic. I think.
1: I think it's slightly better than average. I mean, the humans are quite stylized. It kind of reminds me of some of the Predator Hunters series where the humans are not cartoony, but they're more stylized than a realistic style. But I, I thought it worked here, and he did a great job on the hives. Like, the hives looked
0: great. The alien looked great. The whole Snow White sequence, as silly as it was, looked great.
2: Yeah. It's so why I say six. For me, a seven out of ten for art has to be art, which is something special, not just, that's nice. No, no that that is solid. Seven is solid. <laughs> ah! decent. That's something good for me. <laughs> Six you know what? Is better than <laughs> we, average. We
0: are coming up with a formalized AVP Galaxy <laughs> yeah. podcast yes. rating we system. A, we need a score list that we can all agree on.
1: It has to be a compromise. It has this to be a hybrid US now. UK scoring system.
2: We'll, we'll award it like one drone and a chest burster What does that? You have to consult the key at the end. <laughs>
3: I think most people are used to the Rotten Tomatoes type of scoring, but uh, no, I enjoyed Eric's rant. You know, the only one who didn't enjoy it is writer Benjamin Percy. I bet he was hoping for Eric's internet to drop.
1: <laughs> just like. Well, again, thought. maybe he was only, maybe Marvel was like, you got 32 pages, you know? So... Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying just...
2: there are moments like you have a skeleton in colonial marine armor. It's nice, but it's it's just there. Vesky's smart gun, for no apparent reason, is in the colony. It's
0: that was the only thing that genuinely fucked me off. In it was like, why is this in the colony? This was in the this was in the atmosphere processor. I
3: would have tried to insert a moment in in aliens. You know, you could go through the whole film and probably insert scenes. You know, and yeah, add to the lore. That.
0: That's mute's tail yeah. Basically, we don't do that because that's shit. <laughs> what was what, what was the comic um field report field report was something dark horse did um it wasn't even a one shot it was it was in one of the dark horse presents comics and they did a little little teeny weeny 5 6 page thing where it inserted a scene into aliens that's acknowledged some of the retcons that they were doing in their alien (laughs) series to be like oh don't don't worry about it (laughs) there really were some people that we're missing in a ship that we're missing hicks knows about it don't worry it's mentioned that is that yeah that's that's the only one i can ever think of it's like turk level
2: (laughs)
3: yeah you could do something without damaging. You could just add a little character moment in addition to the story without actually impacting. Look, we learned with Predator Hunting Grounds that uh, Dutch was on the chopper with Garber when the chopper came down and landed. Yeah, you know, he was right there. <laughs> he he was right there, and you know,
2: he peeked out the door.
3: <laughs> you know, did I start screaming? No. You
1: know, this is. I mean, it's fine. You know, it's a comic book. Thing. Some some retcons work. Better than others, but
0: I'm they, they, pile up, I'm they pile up. They
1: pile up quickly. I mean, you look at River of Pain. Like Hadley's Hope is just retcon city. Yeah, let's point.
0: let's leave Hadley's Hope.
1: Well End of the RPG as well. Like there's just so much that's happened at yeah. Hadley's Hope in that span of time. But,
2: I mean, what if you're gonna do this, like? Do so. All this was was basically an, like an X-Man alien, and it killed someone in like one of the really generic fashions, like an, a tail goes through a rib cage. Rah! I'm an alien. It didn't do anything that no. that deserved the hype. You, you need to deserve the it, hype. It, it.
0: it froze that Layla Layla's hand. It did it it could could have just completely new.
2: acid. Uh, it wouldn't have made I'm any I'm difference. It's facetious. just don't worry about it.
0: Okay, I wanted a but backstory of those something.
3: hamsters, you know, in Hadley's Hope. Wasn't there hamsters? Was I've
1: yeah. rated that higher. <laughs> They should have had irradiated, mutated xenomorph hamsters is what they should have had. Uh, what yes. could have
0: been interesting is going back into the heart, uh, going back into the derelict. That might have been fun to see visualized. It was one of the, in the original treatment, I think, was she didn't bring Russ out with her and they, everybody went into explore and all got infested and that could have been a nice moment. See, Aaron, it does work sometimes. Okay, uh, but <laughs> can we leave Hadley's hope alone?
2: It's all about the execution. Can we, can we be done with as it?
0: long as it's outside of. Housing. No, can we can we just be done with that whole thing? I don't want to see a TV show based on it. I don't want to see another book. I don't want to see another comic. I don't want to see no. another short story because that was another fucking terrible one in um, book.
2: I still say there's there's room for the comical adventures of Simpson and Lidecker. You can do a whole sitcom like The Office but in space. It wasn't Red Dwarf? It had him in it, yeah, as the captain, yeah. So there
0: you go. There's your sequel.
2: I'm sure we'll get another one in five years. So and you could complain
3: about it <laughs> and we could listen to Eric's rant.
2: Yeah. You had space terrorist versus Wayland Utanian. Everyone wanted to fuck each other over. You didn't care. Weird
1: how they just blew up that whole station. Just like, were there people
2: on that station? You're just like,
1: what? Okay. Was it automated? Hopefully. Like, I don't know.
2: But nobody knows. Nobody cares. <laughs> That's the feeling you get about this. I'm sorry, but I just I wanted to surely then there's something special there's got to be a reason they're going nope are we done can we can we can we <laughs> yeah.
1: we hope you enjoyed this podcast. one more thing <laughs> if you want to give marvel more of your money they actually did a pretty good job on their first omnibus it is it is big That's glossy it is the second biggest book in my aliens collection i think the first still goes to that big fire and stone
0: hardcover i think i think technically there's more in that in that the original years than there is in fire and stone though.
1: oh yeah because the the pages that's one of my few complaints it's not a big deal but the pages are really thin they're thinner than they were on any of the uh, the dark horse stuff they almost they're like not quite newspaper thin but they're leaning there obviously the original cover with the um who did it aaron who did it mark verhidden although unfortunately in the back in the cover gallery you still got lanzard in there do you mean tristan no avoiding tristan? that entirely no Greg Lands.
0: Oh right, right. Uh, <laughs> okay. I see Jim there. Okay. Art theft isn't a laughing matter, guys. Stop it.
1: The the covers for the the newer omnibus is coming too and I think they've shown the cover of 3 now as well. Those don't have those issues like I think both the the Marvel covers and the direct market variants are great in my opinion for the next two coming out so thankfully they avoided that issue and hopefully we'll get some news on predator
0: it's been quite on the predator front looks like we're not seeing it this year
1: yeah i saw it was it bloody
0: disgusting did uh
1: or was it bleeding cool
0: i think bleeding cool tend to get the uh, marvel horrory solicitation okay
1: yeah so they they were saying that they had heard that it was not coming this year anymore I
3: think it's less than heard. Um, they just didn't see it on the pre-orders. I mean, with comics, you had, you know, they, they actually schedule their print runs based on how many orders they're receiving, right? They don't want to, they reached out
1: to Marvel too, and Marvel just didn't comment. So,
3: so what happens is if, if comics are coming out, you know, if you want comics on your shelf, say in January, you're ordering them in November, you know? So comics for December, you're ordering them in October. You know, and they're getting the orders in, they're collecting them, and then doing the print runs accordingly. So it's definitely not in the cards for this year, but hopefully uh, next year we'll finally get our Predator ongoing comic. Big anniversary year for Predator. Yeah, and hopefully it'll be a better review than this one.
0: Thank God I enjoyed Alien 3 from Titan. Can I just say? Because you needed something right now. <laughs> man, I've been. S- hey, you liked Fire Team Elite? True, but right. now, so, now I'm a little like, I want some more content for that one already. I, I, I lasted, what, a month? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, I I stopped playing, man. It's I'm bored at this I point. I think we did say that might happen. It might have yeah. a longevity.
1: It needs some new campaigns. I'm gonna so. go
0: back and end up reading my top five.
1: Yeah, we need to go back and read a good. We need to finally do South China Sea is what we need to well, do. Well, no,
0: we're doing turn. No, we're going to no, we do
1: turnabout. That's another high. Oh, that's right, okay. highly well, rated. One, one of those two. Well, um,
0: Alien Three next month.
1: Yeah, I guess I better read that, huh?
0: Oh, and, okay. and just for, I meant to ask you this earlier, AJ. How into the expanded, the old expanded universe in terms of Alien comics were you? Have you got many?
3: Not too much. AVP, yes. Aliens, not too much. It's no problem. I can't get caught up for a review.
0: Or you think of Destroying Angels? I I, I always mean in terms of context as to how into the expanded universe we all are before we get into these discussions. And I completely forgot to um, to bring it up earlier.
3: That's why I mentioned you guys as the experts when I was bringing up the DNA reflex. You know, I just wanted to make sure I understood this goat alpha, you know, offspring. But
1: on the Predator side of things, you've read a lot more of the original comics, though, right? Oh, I read them all. It
3: yeah. was it
0: was the books you hadn't really got into on the Predator side, wasn't it?
3: Yes. And it's not because of desire. It was just because of their allocated yeah. The time. Yeah. So th- this podcast has been nice because it's actually pushed me to do some reading, except we just pick shitty books. Except for Intercrupus. <laughs> that was a great book. That was a great book. That was a great nine, which is very high. That's an A, Aaron. An A just doesn't mean it's perfect that's all it means it's still 10 out of
0: 10 10 out of 10 all right let's do it anyway okay so um yeah marvel's bumming is out in the minute get get better get better marvel you can do better yeah sorry for the negative
1: podcast everyone but again hey if you're liking the comic enjoy the comic who are who are we to tell you you can't enjoy the comic but just we'd like to see some changes Mm -hmm.
0: i think this year's been so shit for releases i'm well, has yeah. it been infiltrator? Oh, you had into well, so Oh, yeah. It's only really been infiltrator that pissed me off, hasn't it? Was Stalking Shadows this year? No, that, that was, was last s- year. That was last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you made us read. Yeah, for, I made uh, I made uh, us read yeah. bad stuff. Didn't <laughs> I? So. he made you? Okay, let's not read a bad thing next. <laughs> so, a- Alien 3 next. When we've got a free slot, probably early next year, I think it's going to be, we'll do Turnabout. And okay. for December, we'll do 3 World War. Oh, okay. Ooh, that'll be an interesting Well, we hour. do AVPs at the end of the year, don't we? So, we've, we've, done, we've done AVP, we've done War, we've done uh, Hunter's Planet, so we'll do 3 World War next.
1: Well, that AVP anthology, speaking about AVP in December, that AVP anthology book comes out in December, so we'll also have to talk about that Yeah, we'll probably do that January or February
0: time. Anyway, there's some stuff to look forward to. I love Three World War, issues with some of the art side. I actually really like Three World War, so that'll be one I'm quite happy about. And we love Turnabout. And I love Alien 3, Cadigan's Alien 3, so there's some stuff i like to talk about soon. Good. It's about time. I think we all need it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Adam, do
1: you want to do socials for us, buddy? Sure. If you'd like to check out our website, it's avpgalaxy.net, where we have news, interviews, gallery, all sorts of good stuff, and our forums if you'd like to chat with other members there. Uh, we are also on all the major socials, Facebook, Twitter, instagram youtube if you search avp galaxy or alien versus predator galaxy you're sure to find us uh, if you'd like to follow me personally it's at ridgetop21 on both instagram and twitter at
0: underscore corporal hicks for me and that's alien predator stargate halo battlefield all day it's me outside of alien and predator
3: for me it's effin voodoo magic
0: on twitter i would not even bother with eric yeah yeah <laughs> Ongoing joke about how it's taken him like three years to do anything with the social stuff. Just to encourage people, you know, get on that YouTube channel as well. I've just done, as of recording, a new Predator lore video, which was the reason I subjected myself to Forever Midnight, about the Amengi that seems to be doing really well that I'm quite happy with. So go and watch that stuff. We've been trying to do live streams a bit more regularly. I couldn't be asked last week. We've still managed a bit more regularly than we have been in the past.
1: Typically we'll time it around DLC usually when the games have have updates for both hunting grounds and Fireteam team elite now,
0: but we're trying to do it a bit more than that anyway. What else? Oh, and please do feel free to get in touch with us, you know, podcast at avpgalaxy.net or or um, leave reviews on whatever platform you're listening on, you know, iTunes and stuff like that. If you are, enjoying what we do do it helps us to for people to leave reviews and leave comments and ratings and stuff like that it's, it's all to do with accessibility and viewability and algorithms and bullshit like that so if you're watching on youtube as well you know give us a like uh, leave a comment and make sure you subscribe to the channel all that horrible crap that you have to sprout that helps people hey at least we give our plugs at the end of the video unlike a lot of
1: a lot of others right we don't do our mid video sponsors and all that but who knows maybe someday we'll be sellouts
0: if we get there Uh, uh, Wayland (laughs) Utani, great company it was some yeah fantastic products you know shout out to those guys for the support that they give us yeah (laughs) the the wine i'm drinking is pretty good aspen beer I always think about, but I'm too lazy to do them. Doing mock-up adverts for stuff from the franchise and things like that. Sure, oh, that's a fun cool idea to then insert into the podcast. And I'm just too lazy to do them. But I think about it. It's in my head, guys, you know. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for watching or listening. Sorry it's been a bummer, but yeah, whatever. It won't always be. Thanks for suffering through it with us. And uh, I hope you've been as entertained by Eric's low rating as much as I was. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> but we, we rant so you don't have to.
0: <laughs> but you will, because if you're anything like us, you nerds on the internet and you're gonna you're going to make your voice heard
2: forums to amplify your voice
0: no we live we live in the world of unorganized facebook groups but if you like organization come to avpgalaxy.net forward slash forums and you can have structured and you won't lose things we're all your very own avatar (laughs) anyway this has been corporal hicks Bridgetop, voodoo magic
2: Xenomorphine.
0: they apparently remembered the alphabet that time we did signing off